What a twist! Welcome to Movie Boners. Movie Boners. With a Z. We haven't done that in a while. It's true, with a Z. With a Z. Can't forget, I have hair in the top of my beer. How did that get there? Maybe it's from my face. Or from your dogs. Definitely from my dogs. (laughs) Ooh, that's kind of nice. This is good. So, we're drinking a Hialai. I just looked up how to say it. (laughs) Yep, yep. Hialai India Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewery in Tampa, Florida. It's not bad. It is pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Oh. It's a Pale Ale from India. Yep, it is. (laughs) And, And... Although Christy's not joining us today, uh-huh. <clears throat> I still had to find a snack. <laughs> and like you with the beer, I wanted to find something this time that would be appropriate. On theme. So the only thing that I could find were Twizzlers <laughs> because they have twists. It's a twist. It's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I do love good Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll just get into it. Perfect. Today's episode, we are, uh, <laughs> this might end up being our most divisive episode yet, mm-hmm. where you were welcoming it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think there are a lot of different opinions. And I'm pretty sure you and I, being fans, yeah. are going to have a lot of people disagree with us on yeah. probably a lot of things. Yeah. But you're over it. <laughs> and it's also interesting because... There, so we're doing M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan, the great director. And it's interesting because it'll be so different than when we did Tarantino, I think. Because yeah. Tarantino, they're all great. M. Night Shyamalan does have some movies There's, that are not great. <laughs> there, are, there are a couple that I'm like... I really just can't do this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it was so interesting because it made me really try to focus on what why did those work what is wrong with this movie like i know it's bad i know i'm not into it but why am i not into you know you and i did the same thing and i did a lot of like reading up on the production stuff and seeing where did this movie go wrong yeah and it was really interesting i'll get into it a little bit more but Mm -hmm. i think i figured out okay the answer of why a couple of them definitely okay are massive failures yeah i have some guesses and so it'll be interesting to see if what i assume is probably what happened yeah is what happened or not i i think you probably are on the right page okay just because of how you and i both tend to watch movies and based on a lot of our previous statements and opinions on yeah things. but we can get all into that so yeah we had talked about doing this kind of in the same structure like the Tarantino one. So I think the first half we'll just talk about yeah. the movies on a non-spoilery yeah. way, at least to the best of our ability. Yeah. And then the back half will go deep spoiler territory. Yeah. And considering it's M Night, yeah. There's a lot of spoiler stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be hard to not spoil them. Um <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll do our best we'll to, try. to talk about them. See, let you know enough about it to figure out if you want to watch it. Then you can right. listen to the last last half of the episode later. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I uh, we're gonna get into it pretty much right away because we're gonna go chronological, right? Yeah. So from his first movie to his most recent movie, right? So technic, I did not watch his technically very first movie. Or I did. So you watched the. 
prayer with anger. Praying with anger. Praying with anger. Yeah, that yep. was the only one that I did not get around to watching. It was hard to find. I okay. was like looking up everywhere that you could like stream it, and you yeah. couldn't really stream it anywhere. I found it on YouTube. The whole movie really? was on YouTube, probably illegally uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> the the A in anger had the like just a forward slash and a backslash. Oh. And so they generally do that to get around the trademark algorithms. <laughs> okay. So it was on YouTube. It was not good like video quality. It was right. like VHS quality. But I did watch it. Okay. Uh, so I could talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I I couldn't find it. <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> I think I'm just gonna have to <laughs> I'll own up to it. Yeah. I have not watched his very first movie. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say, like, it certainly could technically maybe not qualify as his first movie. He made it when he was in college at NYU. Okay. He, his parents produced it. They, like, funded it. Okay. And uh, so I don't think it's his first, like, studio movie, per se. But Well, if we're going with studio movie, per se, I did watch his first movie. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had to watch it. I... I had to watch several movies of his for the first time because oh. there were a few I had skipped. There were, yeah. And I, this, uh, the first studio movie, Wide Awake, you're talking about, yeah. I had never even heard of it. I had never, seen, I remember hearing about it, but never watching it. Okay. And so it was it was interesting watching it for the first time. I am. I realized something during this, or preparing for this episode. Mm-hmm. I had a thought. Okay. And you can confirm or deny because it definitely involves you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see where this goes. <laughs> so you have mentioned a few times, especially post horror episode. Yeah. Of doing the M night right. deep dive. Yeah. I am convinced mm-hmm. that the primary reason you wanted to push doing an M night episode so much. Yeah. Was to get me to rewatch the visit. Partially. Partially. Okay. That is the big thing. And I couldn't remember if you had, watched it and not liked it or just had skipped it but i did want you to watch it because we talked in the horror episode you were like you didn't care for it or yeah or so you skipped i it. had watched it once it didn't really click with me yeah and i just kind of like eh. like i didn't hate it but i was like i was fairly indifferent just eh, mm-hmm. not a fan yeah so yeah that is a big thing i'm excited okay because i was like i'm getting all the movies ready and i'm getting ready to sit down and watch stuff and i just Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the visits in there. I'm. Ex- I, it's one of my favorite horror movies. Christy, right, it Christy was on talk- your top ten. Christy top talked 10. about it. It was in her top ten. I talked about it with her this week. It wasn't in her top ten favorite horror movies because she loves it. It's because it's one of the scariest movies she's ever seen. <laughs> like it <laughs> fucked her up like big time. But well, for we'll me, defi- I love it. We'll definitely get into it because yeah. yes, I did rewatch it. Good, and I have updated okay. things to say. Good. Well, let's start getting into it. All right. So the first movie I'll I'll talk about real okay. quick. Um, Prayer with Anger is interesting to see, and you should seek it out if you're an M Night fan or you want to just go back and watch. I think always think it's interesting to see the first movie that a filmmaker puts out, especially ones that tend to write and direct their own movies, which is my favorite kind of filmmaker. Um, M. Night is so interesting because he makes original movies for, for the, the most, most part. part. <laughs> except for one. <laughs> except for one. Technically two, but I'll get into the details oh. of that later. Okay. I don't know anything about yes. that. Yes. Um, but I think it's it's difficult and brave, especially nowadays, to make 
original movies with original stories, original characters. Yeah. He's talked about how you when he has to like pitch his stories to audiences and get them involved and like teach them this new language and these new people that you're seeing. Um, and I always think that's very interesting and I think it's brave. And so I love when I'm, when filmmakers write and direct and make their vision on screen. Um, so seeing his first movie, Prayer, Praying with Anger, it's really interesting for that reason because he's so new. He's a budding filmmaker. Um, well, he is and he isn't. So the other thing that's crazy about M. Night and the things that I love about him is that he has made movies his whole life. He absolutely, like, loves movies. Like, he will... he. I think he said that he's made like 45 different home movies before he even really got his start. So he's made movies since he was like a little kid. And it kind of it shows that he's comfortable with filmmaking. He's, he's comfortable with being in front of the camera. That's the main thing that I took away from Praying With Anger. He okay. stars in it. Right. Like he's, he's, like... The, he's the main character. And he's like this Indian kid. Uh, Indian American kid. So he's like he grew up in America... He's he's kind of, I guess, autobiographical a little bit. Um, He grew up in America and he goes back and visits like people, family he knows knows in India, but doesn't know that much about India. And so the movie is basically about him as an American, like kind of going back and seeing like how different the culture is and it's different. It's kind of weird. And then like just the customs and the things that they want you to do or force you to do is weird. Um but then he also kind of sees the beauty of it, the beauty of the country and the beauty of the people and kind of meets a girl who he likes. And so it's 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 cute. Uh, it's a solid movie. I mean, it feels it's not as bad as some of his other movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I would put it solidly in the middle of all his movies, okay. pretty much. Okay. It's interesting. Um, and it there are it's interesting to see kind of the, the themes that a lot of his movies have are present from the very beginning, which is what I always like. You have that that with Tarantino, you have that with Bond, you have that with all these other like huge properties. And I think M. Night is kind of a property. That was something... So I've been a fan of his pretty much from the first time I watched his big hit, which we'll get into in a couple movies. Um, But I've never like... It was crazy doing a full M. Night Shyamalan marathon. Yeah. And realizing all of his movies are definitely like there is a very common heart to every one of his movies, whether they're good or bad. Right. He has a theme that he is really pressing. And I was like, I kind of appreciate what he's doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And those themes are always family. Yeah. And faith. Yeah. But not like when it comes to faith, it's not so much like. You have to mm-hmm. believe in God or whatever. And it's not, a, it's not even always religious faith. Right. Sometimes it's faith in yourself. Yeah. It was very like, and it's usually a broken faith. Yeah. In yourself. A crisis of faith. It, yeah. So yeah, family and a crisis of faith that kind of they grow into or seek out or struggle with. Yeah. And I, I really, uh, watching all of them mm. was very much like. This is amazing, and we're going to get into it with Wide yeah. Awake because, yeah, I have things to say about that movie. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, it was really I. I don't. I think I've always known those themes were always present in his movies, but mm-hmm. really marathoning that, yeah, was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is 
kind of beating me up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's forcing me to question a couple things, and fuck you, M. Night, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he has that if for very early on from in Praying with Anger. It, I mean, it's Praying with is in the yeah. title, but it's uh, it does focus on kind of this American kid who's not super religious or anything gets thrown into this culture that's very Hindu, very religious, yeah. and he kind of starts accepting it, being interested in, okay, I, well, he meets this girl, and he's like, okay, I'm into India. I want to learn everything <laughs> there is to know about India now. And so he kind of, like, starts adopting okay. the culture and learning, like, learning their customs and seeing if it's for him because he's kind of figuring out who he is and what he wants to be and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and so that's interesting. I think that it's, it's interestingly different, especially because it's, Hindu. Most of his movies have very Catholic themes, which yeah. we'll get into with Wide Awake and all of his other <laughs> movies. Every one of which, them. Well, the, I shouldn't say every one of them, but a lot of them. Yeah, and it made me like so many that when I was binging it, like you were saying, I was wondering. I was like, was he raised Catholic? Because there's so much Catholic <laughs> themes and God themes in it. And then, so I was like looking it up. And yeah, he he was raised Hindu, but he did go to like Catholic grammar school and a Protestant or a Episcopal, uh, Episcopalian, high school, Episcopalian high yeah. school. And so there's he has experience there, but it's not necessarily yeah. what he's into. Which I, I think he, I I don't know. I couldn't find any confirmation because I I was noticing the same thing. There's a lot of like yeah. I mean, the Catholic Church is almost in every one of his movies minus mm-hmm. a couple <laughs> yeah yeah there's always that that presence yeah it's interesting but i i also just kind of thought maybe he chose that just because it's so common to everyone and everyone can see that imagery mm-hmm. and immediately know yeah kind of what you're supposed to feel mm-hmm. kind of you know the cathedral setting that's a good point it's a really good it's a really good and common way to get across themes and Im- yeah. like the Im- imagery and imagery and stories from well, that from a the lot Bible of the time. I mean, huge. with definitely a few of his movies in particular, every time there's a, a Catholic church shown, I mean, it's usually like a pretty pivotal scene of yeah. something is happening right now. Maybe not like action sequence or anything like right. that, but like the character is there is something very important with that character right now. Yeah, and I kind of felt that he used the the setting of the the churches is like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a place of sanctuary. Yeah, and they're kind of going through like turmoil in the sanctuary, which was yeah. he's got so many like super deep rooted themes and. It really, when you binge watch, which I will say you should binge watch yeah. his library. Yeah. There, like, there's an effect from watching his whole thing back to back that really sets with you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very true. It's very much, I had this similar thing with Tarantino, where Tarantino was more like film structure and shots yeah. he uses and all that stuff. You notice commonalities peek through more. Um, but yeah, with M. Night, it was more storytelling and and themes it was interesting it, yeah there was it, his, some of his movies are a lot heavier than i remember them being yeah. <laughs> every watch them was like fuck i don't know if it's just this year <laughs> or yeah. like has this movie always been this kind of crushing <laughs> yeah which which is a lot of why i'm such a huge fan yeah a, a lot of people dump on him and they they're like oh 
the twists are cheap and and they write him off as not a good director that you can't say that he is proven as a great director he's proven as an incredible director as an incredible storyteller and yeah he's actually a really good writer and storyteller um i think and we'll get deeper into this but i think the problem is is later in his career i think big budget yeah kind of inadvertently took the front seat instead of Mm -hmm. him focusing more on just the story and just the characters. Yeah. I think that's true. I also think that he blew up so fast Yeah, and he set such a high bar for himself and then it started to kind of dip down and he lost confidence in himself and the movies that are the best are the ones where he's very confident in what he's doing yeah, and there are ones I think that he lost confidence, and there do tend to be the bigger budget ones where I think he didn't have the confidence to fight back against the bigger forces of right. studio Which, or actors. Reading or production stuff, that's exactly what happened on two mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, the two where, Yeah, where he didn't have like any post production input. He was basically just your names on the title. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and reading some of that, I was like watching those movies as I was reading those production stories, I was like, oh, now I don't like these movies even more. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it really takes away from... And you also don't fault him for it. You're like, oh, this isn't really ultimately your fault. It, yeah. I mean, you you could, maybe, if you had that confidence, take control of it. I think you can still it, fault but, him. He yeah. faults himself for yeah. a lot of his mistakes. That was an interesting quote that I read where he was talking about... He was talking specifically about how he lost confidence himself and he was saying i'm a fraud i'm a, I'm a sham <laughs> yeah. and it was like right between airbender and after like <laughs> and i was like but every artist who has like every artist has felt i'm a sham i'm not i'm not I, how am i gonna produce a good thing right like i think that's just the story of an artist yeah. and it's kind of the crisis of faith arc from his movies <laughs> right like that well, same now it's like artistic this, yeah <laughs> yes faith in yourself and he's having this crisis and then he redeems himself yeah yeah well i i do want to try and find is it praying with anger praying with anger praying with anger 1992 just to see where it like his career really technically began from yeah it is fun because he uh you mentioned earlier with that where he like He's been making all these little home videos since he was a kid. Yeah. And just He's always had a camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did the same thing with Signs. Okay. Where on the DVD, back when it first came out, mm-hmm. they had his original home video. Mm-hmm. It's not that actual movie, but right. like you got to see where that whole yeah. movie kind of got it inspired from and it was like a home video he made i did read that that on some of his dvds he's put the home video that the home movie that was kind of his first stab at that thing yeah that like that topic or that's uh genre or whatever it was and so yeah that's very interesting yeah so yeah i i gotta find uh praying with anger yeah uh (laughs) so wide awake wide awake wide awake's like a legit movie um what a hidden gem, by the way. <laughs> I honestly thought I was going to hate it. I turned it on and it was like... So it's a very straight family drama. Like family comedy drama. 
it's a late '90s family movie, so yeah. it has like it's very a very familiar structure, very like normal family, kind of safeish. Like yeah. it's, it, you get into it and you're like, oh, this is a family movie. I know what this is, and I was like, I'm not gonna like this. This is gonna be boring or whatever uh, yeah and then it kind of sucks you in like the- like kind of real quick too yeah, real like quick. you were i mean oh my god i i went into it expecting like this is gonna be a very safe cliche mm-hmm. family 90s film mm-hmm. i know what i'm getting and like 10 minutes into the movie i'm like oh this is a little bit different than i thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah yeah and i i should have known i should have known based on his track record of great child actors. Yeah. That this story, it's about a little kid and his relationship with his grandpa, his like his best friends with his grandpa, his grandpa gets sick and dies. And the movie's ultimately about this kid trying to make sh- he wants to make sure his grandpa's okay. This kid goes to a Catholic school and so he's all around he's been raised around God and stuff, but doesn't really believe and his friends don't believe nobody really cares yeah and he's he's like he's on a mission so he, it's like a uh he narrates <laughs> the movie of it's, like, it's like the blues brothers i'm on a mission from god, god yeah oh, except except for a mission from god he's on a mission to speak to god yeah he like, wants to he wants to put god in his place he wants to make sure god's real figure out if he's real or not and if he is which he would like him to be Ask, make sure his grandpa's okay. Yeah. That's his ultimate goal. I mean, this movie, oh my God. <laughs> it is as pure as mm-hmm. you can get without ever being preachy. Right. Which I was, I wanted to applaud that. We mm-hmm. just, for a movie that is solely about trying to find God. Yeah. Not once does it ever like feel like it's beating you over the head. And as someone who doesn't, follow mm-hmm. any faith or you know deity or whatnot i was like i'm kind of shocked i love this movie but i was laughing during it yeah and i appreciated almost every choice he made in that movie yeah and it really focuses on the kid's perspective yeah. on life there's no real adults really give their message or opinions or anything which i really liked yeah i really thought that was a smart even choice. even from the nuns even from the priests even from their parents it's like well so rosie o'donnell plays like the head nun she's one of his teachers one of the teachers but yeah. she's like always around <laughs> she is always around well i think he has like a handful of teachers it's like right. it's like when you're in that small grade school where you have one teacher for everything or like you have like two or three teachers yeah She's a, yeah, but she's a nun who's like super into sports. <laughs> yeah, she wears like a baseball cap most of <laughs> the time. Which reminded me so much of uh, that baseball movie. There's that she's a lot in. of baseball movies. The one that she's in with Madonna and Tom Hanks and a League, a League of Their, of their Own. Own. Yes. <laughs> I remembered it before you said it. I was saying it at the same time. You remembered time. it as I leaned into the mic <laughs> to say the title. I know. I still rem- We said it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. A League of Their Own. I love that movie. True. But it yeah. is a good movie. But yeah, but yeah her in like, this movie. It's like that era Rosie O'Donnell where she's still good. <laughs> Sorry, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like, this was... It it is that time period where she yeah. wasn't out to offend and just be loud and Crazy. obnoxious. Yeah, uh, and her character is awesome in this movie, mm-hmm. considering he's in a Catholic school for boys. Yeah, and she's a nun. 
And he blatantly, like, right from the get-go, he's questioning yeah. faith. He's questioning God and <laughs> the point of everything. And she's, I was, like, kind of thinking at first that they were going to take it in the normal route of, well, she's going to try and give him all the points of why yeah. you should believe. And instead, she's like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. just, that's cool. Like, yeah. Keep questioning. I was like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the adults take not even really a backseat. I mean, they're basically cameos just to remind you that yeah. there are still adults yeah. in this movie. <laughs> These kids aren't running wild. Yeah. They have parents. But I really, I think my favorite thing of the movie was the focus on kids and mm-hmm. how kids deal with grief and questioning yeah. stuff that they're raised in and just trying to figure out like mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out the world and right. i really like that he focused so heavily on the children yeah I, yeah and yeah and the, the kids that are in it carry it the yeah. main the main kid and his best friend are awesome his older sister is a young julia styles she's fun and she's great too i yeah. mean she She's not the, she has like one scene where she's a cliche kind of older sibling character, but, but then later she like actually like cares about him and like helps him out. Yeah. Cause he like ends up, she goes to the girl's school next door and they like end up in the same place and she's like, Oh, what are you here? How would I help you? What are you doing? What (laughs) are you doing? And uh, it's really cute. Yeah. This movie was, I mean, there are so many scenes and we'll get into it when we hit the spoiler. Cause there was one very specific scene that I was like. Yes. Yeah. There's there's one massive spoiler and then one kind of a spoiler, but I need to talk about it because it made it, it I was very concerned at one point. But yeah. But yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised and man, watching Wide Awake, I was like, no wonder this dude's career mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the most part. Like Yeah. Go back to doing this because this was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was solid. It was not as I thought it was going to be such a safe movie, and it did take some interesting risks. Yeah, and I, yeah, I ended up actually really liking it. And I was very surprised. Yeah, when it ended, I was just like, "Huh, okay." <laughs> I uh, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of. I'm honestly considering the households that we were raised in. Yeah. I'm actually really shocked we did not watch this movie as kids. That's true. That's definitely true. 98. Yeah. I am really surprised that that our parents didn't like, Mm -hmm. we should watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Very surprised. I don't know why I never heard about it. It was just one of those movies that I never heard about. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. It it really was good. It it really was. Yeah. Find it. uh, I watched it on uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah. It's streaming on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's no surprise that his next movie is like... <laughs> it's like the movie. It, yeah, it's like you went from <laughs> solid, really good movie, solid, really good first movie, to massive, blown up, <laughs> one of the like, best movies of all time, second movie. Seriously, I mean, this movie set the bar for ghost stories. It mm-hmm. set the bar for story structure almost it was <laughs> like, it became the second highest grossing horror movie of all time at the and time. uh the year that they released it on vhs and dvd uh-huh. it was the highest rented and purchased I movie of that. the year i totally believe that it was more 
more successful as people like saw it and talked about it because it's the kind of people that yes. everybody was talking about. Oh, I remember. My, I have a whole story about this movie. <laughs> and it, it also it won like six Academy Awards, and Haley Joel Osment was nominated, and the kid yeah. was like what eight? Yeah, super little. <laughs> Including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. It's like, this movie, like, catapulted him into the stratosphere. Yeah. Which, you mentioned it, Yeah, may have been as amazing as all that is. Right. And filmmakers tend to want to strive to hit mm-hmm. that echelon of, like, mm-hmm. my peers have recognized me in the utmost, you know... But it's it, very difficult to sustain. But that. was it too soon? <laughs> yeah. And I think it was. <laughs> but not yeah. that the movie doesn't deserve all the credit, because The Sixth Sense, if you don't know yet, goddamn, yeah. it's The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Movie I, is amazing. It is amazing. And it's one of the movies that I think probably everybody knows the twist on. It is like I would the, imagine so. it's <laughs> the twist movie. But I was someone who came to it late. Okay. And I knew the twist before I saw it. Oh, that's And it still holds up. It's the kind of movie it, that it doesn't depend on a, on a twist. No. And that's the thing that I think most people, that frustrates me when people say, oh, he's just about twists. The twist is pretty much never the point. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> adds to it. It's already a great movie about great characters and great story. Yeah. And the characters carry it and the details and everything carry the movie so that you can watch it knowing it all and it just makes it better even. I will say, so I did not know the twist when I saw it. Mm -hmm. I didn't come into it too late. I saw it when it released on VHS. Okay. Um, I did. I don't know how all my friends that... (laughs) <laughs> saw it in the theater did not spoil the movie for me yeah but they did not that's good i will say i watch this movie all the time <laughs> and it holds up every time i watch it because yeah. the amount of attention to detail yeah is so fucking good yeah it's <laughs> mind-boggling that's another one of my favorite things about m night is is the details. Yeah. There's so many little teeny tiny details in all of his movies that are so good. One of the ones in The Sixth Sense is at the very beginning when um, when he's in the kitchen and his mom like goes to the next room and comes back and all the cupboards are open. And the kid's just there and he's like trying to like play it cool. Yeah. And then he leaves and his like... The handprint? Yeah, the handprint on the table... Of like you can just tell his hands were clammy. He was very like stressed out, but it's so small <laughs> and so brilliant. Yeah, well, because they he holds that shot where it like evaporates. Yeah, and he holds it until it's almost all gone, and you're just like the whole time feeling like Tony Collette, who by the way, yeah, freaking Tony Collette. Tony Collette. <laughs> We've talked about her a lot, especially like in Hereditary, but. She's one of the She's best amazing. actresses. Of I'm all like time. rewatching The Sixth Sense and having it really dawn on me that it's early Tony Collette. I yeah. was like, I think she might be one of my favorites now. I yeah. just i i don't I don't always like remember her, that character as Tony Collette, which right. is probably a good thing for her that she disappears into the character. Also, she has like red, like darker hair, and, yeah, and like a Jersey accent. She's like kind of just a different character, but she's 
so good in it. She's so fucking good. As like this mom that really cares about her little kid who's having a really hard time and won't talk about what's going on. Well, and she's got like her own stuff that she's dealing with and yeah. trying not to show weakness she's to her kid. All and... the single mom stuff, having two jobs, like she, just a life trying to be an Seriously, adult. And... and it's just, there's so many things about The Sixth Sense that like, when you watch it first you can appreciate it and be a fan of it. Yeah. But for me, it's definitely one of those movies where every time I watch it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just in awe. Yeah. Because how do you hit this kind of home run <laughs> right out the gate? I mean, it is yeah. so incredible. It it does kind of, you feel kind of like resentment towards it. Cause you're like <laughs> too soon. Like it just fuck you for being so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I do agree with you where a lot of people think all of his movies only hinge on whatever the twist at the end is going to end up being. And I'm like, no, you have missed Mm -hmm. so much if all you're watching his movie for Mm -hmm. is what the twist might be. Yeah. Because you're missing a lot of really important stuff that he's probably even just talking to you as the audience member of like... You might want to second guess something. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to think this through. Yeah. He- hearing you say that, it made me have a thought that I haven't had before, which is a lot of times I'll watch a movie that ends up having it like a, maybe not a twist, but a reveal. Like a big, well, 99% of movies will have a reveal yeah. at some point. But most of those movies, the first part of it that leads up to that point, leave you like waiting for it like you're at, you're asking what's what's gonna happen what is this i don't know what's going on yeah. like i don't know what this thing is or whatever it is you don't have that with his movies with his movies it's this is the story you're in the moment the characters are there there you 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 like them you know them you're learning about them they're growing they have clear uh clear conflicts that they're working through and so you're very much not waiting for anything to happen. You're just invested in the moment as the character right. is like going through whatever they're going through. And that's really interesting. So I, I have a story around the sixth sense. Okay. So I'll, Cause this movie sticks with me. Yeah. And I always think back to the first time I watched it. Yeah. And it's one of the few movies that really constantly does this to me where I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that part fucked me up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So when this came out uh, for to be rented, mm-hmm. uh, I was staying the night at a friend's house, and I can't remember if I actually told the story in the because I know we mentioned this movie in the horror episode, but we yeah. didn't like deep dive it. Yeah. But um, so we wanted to rent a movie because that's what you did when you like stayed the night at a friend's house. You, right. You got to have pizza, mm-hmm. and you rented a movie, and you tried to stay up super late, and then you failed. You yeah. fell asleep by like eleven. You're like, I'm gonna stay up all night. <laughs> sleeping (laughs) (laughs) so my friend was not raised his household was one that like embraced supernatural stuff Mm -hmm. and i was from a household that really put the kibosh on that you know like nope (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so they wanted to he wanted to rent the sixth sense Mm -hmm. and his mom and dad were like excited to watch that Mm -hmm. because they love ghosts and i was like yeah let's do it if you remember (laughs) scary things and i when i was a kid did not go well together (laughs) and so to me wanting to watch this was like 
Well, this is a gamble. Yeah. This is. <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and so, my friends' parents knew that my mom and dad did not like this kind of content. Yeah. And so they're like, "You have to ask. We have to have their permission before we're letting you watch it over here." That's good. So we go, and we stop by my house on our way to go rent a movie. <laughs> And my dad was home, and I was like, he's going to say no, and I'm just going to be like <laughs> this super before embarrassed. Cell, before cell phones, people. Oh, yeah. You had to go and talk to the like, person, because <laughs> we're already in the car. We can't use the landline at the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and you didn't use the landline while you were, before you left, because you guys were going to rent, you know, we were renting a movie regardless of yeah. whether I got the approval or not. So it was... Well, just stop by. Yeah. And so... To my surprise, my dad agreed. He was reluctant, mm-hmm. but he was like, all right, if you <laughs> think you can handle it, yeah. So I put on a big show, big game, like, yeah. Yeah. We sit down that night, <laughs> we put that movie in, and we're watching it, and you know the opening, this isn't a spoiler, it's literally the opening mm-hmm. scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. One of Bruce Willis's patients is in the bathroom, which... I knew I was in deep shit <laughs> when you see the shadow cross yeah. the room and yeah. the like string instrument, you know, makes that sound. You're like, oh, uh, the, so this movie is how I die. Well, this, the- is- <laughs> <laughs> this movie is going to actually kill me. <laughs> yeah, the, the mood changes so drastically from, oh, they're celebrating his award and then they see the windows broken and oh there might be someone in the house and then you see the shadow and you're like nope i'm gonna die (laughs) right and it's that's a good point just real quick Mm -hmm. there's no gradual change Mm -hmm. it's very just like and you're fucked (laughs) 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 and so you know he gets shot and the the patient kills himself in the bathroom yeah and then you get like the title and then it opens up on him reading Haley Joe Osment's character's um, mm. file. That opening to me mm. was like, oh, <laughs> this movie's not just going to be ghosts. Like, this movie's going to be, uh oh. <laughs> this is an adult movie. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a grown up movie <laughs> that I just watched Murder and Suicide. Yeah. Well, attempted murder and suicide. <laughs> it was like, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we watched the movie. And I'm trying to hold it together that whole movie because I don't want my friend to know that I'm like scared out of my mind. Yeah. But the the scene that I knew I just couldn't contain my like trying mm. to play it cool anymore. And I wasn't embarrassed because my friend and his mom and dad shit themselves just as much as I did. Mm-hmm. The girl under the bed. Yeah. When she grabs his ankle, <laughs> yeah. like no, no, no. This is a whole thing of nope. Yeah. <laughs> so we watch the movie. It ends. And my friend are like, that was incredible. Because it really is. Yeah. So incredible. And even though I've. That was a scared. Like most scared I've been. Yeah. Especially when watching a movie. I was like, I knew I was going to be obsessed with it. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm going to make myself watch this again and again, and I'm probably never going to sleep again for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. So we, everything is turned off. And I remember his room was in the basement 
I'm trying to like go to sleep that night. Yeah. In the basement in a very dark house. <laughs> it's not the comfort and safety of my own bed and covers. Right. I was like, this this was a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. But then I go home the next day and I convinced my mom and dad to watch The Sixth Sense and they were like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that scary? <laughs> well, my mom doesn't like anything like this. So she watched it with a very like wall, you know, just yeah. nope. Not having any part of this movie. And my dad, I later found out, (laughs) does enjoy this movie. He thinks it's a good movie. He likes, you know, the twist. He thinks it's really well made. But at that time, he was trying to, like, no, we don't do this stuff in the house. (laughs) And then I didn't sleep for a month. (laughs) Trying to parent you, yeah. And every time I would, in bedtime, you get told, or I would get told, like, all right. Go get ready for bed and walk in my room and just stare at my bed yeah. and like look at the space between the bed frame and the floor. And look just like, for the monster under your bed. Uh, <laughs> I am not ashamed to say for like the first week after I watched Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. I did jump into yeah. my bed, like take the running start and <laughs> yeah. leap. <laughs> just so an arm can't reach out and get you. Yeah. But this, I mean, the Sixth Sense... That first experience, because that's what it was to me. It was a real experience. Yeah. And it's always stuck with me. I just, I love this movie so much. And oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so incredible. And there's so many, so many great elements to it. Like, M. Night's such a great filmmaker because he knows all the different pieces you need. He, like, obviously good shots, good cinematography and... And he uses a lot of long shots, like longer shots, yeah. which I like, which build tension. Uses a lot of handheld shots, so it just like puts you in the moment. Um, and sound design and color, especially, is color. one of his like trademark things. And Sixth Sense is probably the first place where he's like, "We're using color to represent some big ideas that you need to pay attention to that you like. You don't even notice." Mm-hmm. Until the second time you, you watch first. it and you're like, yeah. oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll never not notice it after you see <laughs> right. it. Right, yeah. and it's true. And it's not just with this movie. It's like majority of his films, mm-hmm. the use of color is huge. And you're supposed to be paying attention to it. Yeah. And you never do. <laughs> yeah. It's so subconscious <laughs> that it's like he's tapped into your brain. And he's like, <laughs> you're going to know what this is and it's going to work for you, but you're not actually going to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and when you find out like what I'm showing you, you're going to have that moment of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the other main M. Night thing that starts with this movie yeah. is his cameos. The cameo, These yeah. Cameos are always a thing. Well, he's generally a thing. <laughs> you you can tell, and this was something that again, like marathoning his movies. Yeah. You really should do this because there's so much that you realize. Mm-hmm. And you know, not just like the deep emotional stuff of those movies, but his love for like Alfred Hitch Alfred Hitchcock yeah. really shines through when you watch when you marathon his yeah, stuff. Yeah, Hitchcock always had cameos. That's his like inspiration for it. Yeah, and there's a lot of like parallels between mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan and Hitchcock, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get like and it was really interesting to me because their careers are fairly 
close yeah, in a sense. That's true. They don't focus so much on like making sure everything they put out is a hit. They're putting out, mm-hmm. well, I know there's going to be a moment in this that would really affect an audience. So we're going to make a whole movie. Yeah. This one thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's a good point. I, uh, yeah, I think that most, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people I see, they feel like the cameos pulled them out of it. Yeah. But I think, I think that most people don't always know what a director looks like for one thing. Um, cause they're not the person in front of the camera always. Right. And so it looks like an extra kind of. Also, he's so comfortable. He's a pretty good actor for being a director. <laughs> like he, he's, and I think it's, he's comfortable because his very first movie and all of his like childhood movies, he's just comfortable in front of the camera and he doesn't feel like, Oh, why is this random person off the street on the screen now? Who's not an actor. It's like someone who's a good enough actor to be an extra. And so he, he does a good job and it doesn't take me out of it. I'd adds that little bit of, Oh, I know him. Yeah. I I usually, (laughs) it, it might be a dumb thing. But with his cameos, especially after all these years that I've been a fan of his mm-hmm. and watching his stuff, I, I I don't want to say I get excited, but it's fun to me to point out like, oh, your hair is insane in this cameo. Or like, yeah. <laughs> go back to the short hair. <laughs> yeah. You see like the progression of his life and style. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think he might be the only guy that doesn't actually go through like a costume mm-hmm. test before he like you wore that when you were actually sitting in the chair behind yeah. the cameras weren't like, you okay i'm gonna go and get on screen now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the cameos are great yeah. they really are i like them i like them a lot yeah. um yeah six Sense was i mean when it comes to you and i have talked a lot about like movie magic and yeah the sixth sense is one of those perfect examples of what experiencing a film is yeah because of all the layers it gives you and then yeah the twist is like the cherry on top right because the rest of the story is so Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. it's not so much like that he was trying to scare you which yeah he tried to scare you and let's face it he succeeded with majority of audiences where he scared the shit out of you no matter your age yeah (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah the sixth sense like it's a legitimate movie experience which is really cool to watch yeah and the the other thing that we've talked about is the themes yeah the the church um is a big part of this movie and as like (laughs) there's really interesting things where bruce willis is talking to him about oh churches used to be a sanctuary for people and and the church has a red door and it's like all these things about just the imagery and having that catholic faith seep into the story as a thing that people connect with and understand and recognize even if they don't subscribe it's just a thing that people know about yeah you you know that it's like a a place of protection yeah or you know supposed to be or whatnot so it's it's really interesting in his movies when the imagery of the churches are used and then they're like mixed with Mm -hmm. i don't want to say danger but like yeah well, there's a conflict between yeah. churches are inherently a conflict between good and evil. Right. And so there is a, a darkness out like connected to it. And then it, it makes you question like what justifies is like evil. Right. Could it just be that thing shouldn't 
be able to be in here, but it is, or yeah. be a part of this area, but it is. And <laughs> yeah. Or is it actually evil or is it just a misunderstanding trying to get your right. attention? Yeah. Yeah. That's God. Yeah. I feel and, like... and the church imagery is also great because he uses an older churches and America yeah. doesn't have that many older churches, but the well, places that have the oldest cities are Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was say it helps that he films almost his entire li- library mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Cause you're like, it is really I fun. know that apartment complex. I know that road <laughs> only because of your movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to see like, okay, so what part of Pennsylvania are we in now? And it's, and then you watch like signs. It's like 40 miles outside of Philadelphia. I'm like, okay, Philadelphia is nearby. <laughs> We're good. Which to this point after marathon and stuff, I found myself like, is there going to be a day <laughs> where M Knight's going to release a movie mm-hmm. that he is going to connect his entire Philadelphia mm-hmm. library? Because there's two that, yeah, another like, and if he does that, <laughs> then what the fuck? <laughs> he should do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would be super into that. <laughs> like, I kind of hope he does, and I hope it. I hope he does it quietly. Yeah. Where it's just like... I could see him doing it very quietly. Yeah, just where audiences would be watching and just like, wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. When I was watching The Happening, they start out in New York. Yeah. And I was like, this feels weird. And then they get on the train, they go to Pennsylvania. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're back in Philadelphia. <laughs> back in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a layover in Philadelphia airport once and they have like posters of all his movies and stuff yeah. in, the, in the terminal. It's pretty cool. They're, Which, in, they're into it. It's his like hometown. He moved there when he well, was a kid. Yeah, I mean it's, which I I love. Mm-hmm. I I love that aspect of how he writes films. Of it's just, you know, they always say you should write what you know, yeah, and the totally. fact that he constantly uses Philadelphia because he knows that city. Yeah, makes his stories just feel more mm-hmm. real. They feel like. Yeah. Oh, no one's forcing it. Well, in most of his movies, no <laughs> one's forcing anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, I feel like we could probably go on for another two hours just on the Sixth Sense. We, could so we should probably move on. Describe the whole Sixth Sense. Because we've got like ten more and movies. And we haven't even gotten into about. the spoilers yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Unbreakable. Unbreakable. I could talk a long time about Unbreakable. Me too. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorites. And it's. It's so incredible. All the pieces of it are so incredible. So this is one you had mentioned, like, trying not to be spoiler heavy. Mm -hmm. This is one that I have to be very conscious of. Yeah. Not because of... Not because of Unbreakable. The movie itself, but the whole spectrum. Yeah. Uh, I will say, as a fan Mm -hmm. of comics... Yeah. Like all comic books Mm -hmm. i love dc i love marvel dark horse has some cool shit i could go on yeah uh unbreakable the world yeah is that fair the world of unbreakable is amazing it is amazing it's (laughs) it's one of the most unbelievably grounded comic book movies superhero movies yeah ever (laughs) it's I, I think it's sad that this one... I remember when this came out and it got like a bad rap right out the gate because it wasn't mm. action-packed. It wasn't yeah. the exact same as The Sixth Sense. Right. And so when I watched it the first time, I remember thinking like, I'm going to hate this movie. And then I watched it and was like, 
I love this movie. Yeah. How did people not like this movie? <laughs> it's honestly impossible to not like it. It's it's all the same great things about signs or not signs. Six sense. All the same great things about Six Sense, where it's very sp- focused on the characters and their con- inner conflicts and the family and like all those very deeply rooted character driven things are well so well executed that that's mostly what you're focused on yeah and then there's this added layer of supernatural superhero Could there be like a yeah a human evolution yeah happening mm-hmm. i god damn it and then, like, <laughs> we yeah. need to get to the spoiler part and of this. <laughs> the myths of comics and everything <laughs> and samuel jackson is just man mm-hmm. that dude has amazing roles but re-watching him yeah as elijah is i mm-hmm. love his character mm-hmm. so much i think that it's <laughs> it has to be an underrated role of his because the he's not as over the top as he can well, he's be not loud he he's doesn't really curse super subtle sam jackson but he's super good he's like it is really good sam jackson yeah and i think you i would agree with you that it I think it's under the radar just because he's not mm-hmm. so abrasive. Yeah. I mean, he's in a wheelchair and he limps around. Yeah, and... yeah un- kind of unassuming, kind of disarming. Yeah. He's a great, great character to kind of introduce you to this world. And and, and then the world. We have to <laughs> wait to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but Unbreakable is for like... The movie following the giant blockbuster, yeah. I I get why people didn't quite latch mm. to it because it is so polar opposite. But at the same time, I don't get it. I really don't think it is polar opposite. I well, think just because there, like it doesn't have the... It's, there's less spectacle, I guess. Yeah. Less strong. I mean, fear is a very strong emotion and there's not really fear in it. There is emotion. There's like connection there's, in it. There's some... I mean the whole scene in the the dining room with the kid and the yeah. gun, like Yeah. How do you even sit down to write that scene? Right. <laughs> same same exact tension and like we were saying, very long shot. It yeah. just, he just it's a handheld camera that he pans back and forth as if you're watching, as if you're turning your head. <laughs> as, yeah, like you're, you're stuck in the room. You're watching going, the kid with the gun, you're watching Robin Wright, you're like, <laughs> like going back and forth. Don't pull the trigger, don't pull it's the trigger. It's so long and tense. <laughs> it's my, probably my favorite scene of the movie. It's such an incredible scene in that movie. And it, it's yeah. it's one of those, like... Have you ever gone back and read the actual script stuff and all that? No. Okay, so it's I mean, a I lot do of for, fun. To- I do for some movies. Okay. I haven't for this one. Uh I read like a quick excerpt and this was a scene that I really wanted to find and reading, I mean, reading it in the script intense yeah, and then seeing it play out mm-hmm. intense. <laughs> you're like, I mean, it's never identical yeah, because you're going to add the, whatever the actors are going to mm-hmm. improvise a little bit or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it, that's one of those scenes where it's so perfectly adapted from how it was written yeah. to the on screen. And the intensity is just, mm-hmm. god damn it, that my, scene. My favorite thing about that scene is how Bruce Willis connects with his son who's going to shoot him because <laughs> his son is convinced that his dad is a superhero and won't, yeah. won't die. Um, and so the son pulls out a gun and is going to shoot his dad. And Bruce Willis doesn't like, 
he doesn't do the obvious thing of what you think you would do to defuse that situation. He, he and his Bruce Wilson and his wife Robin Wright are having like marital problems, and there's like a conflict there. And so he tells his son, he leans into it and he says, "Yeah, if you shoot me, you're right. I'm not gonna die, but I'm gonna get really mad and I'm gonna leave. And I'm just gonna leave. And and we're not gonna be friends anymore. And that is what connects with him. And that's such a brilliant way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> it's. God, Unbreakable is so good. And Robin Wright is the same incredible kind of underrated character as Tony Collette is in uh, Sixth Sense. I think that connection is there. I think his son in Unbreakable is as good, just less focused on than Haley Joel Asman in Sixth Sense. There's all the same pieces are there. That's why I feel like people should have connected with it just as much. Well, and to me, Unbreakable was... Uh, yeah, it's got less spectacle. You know, there's no ghosts. Yeah. Just showing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Unbreakable to me was M. Night really showing, like, story. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it was almost like he stripped everything down. Yeah. And was like, okay, I got their attention with this one. Now I'm just gonna, like, mm-hmm. we're gonna go drama. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go story. Mm-hmm. And anything spectacle is just going to be kind of icing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and it works so well with this movie. <laughs> I fucking love Unbreakable. Yeah. I love how you follow the character. You follow yeah. Bruce Willis and how he doesn't believe in this. And then he kind of, kind of starts to question and then starts b- believing and then starts adopting this character of like, okay, I'm going to become this hero as... And they do it kind of like, it starts off kind of a fun way with yeah. him and his son in the weight room. Right. A very fun way of like, okay, maybe I am a little bit special. <laughs> right. Like, when he, <laughs> how much did you take off? I didn't. You're like, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else can we put on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, Unbreakable. I mean, and like I said earlier, as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. Watching like, yeah, it's not a, it's not previously as a comic book or yeah. graphic novel. It's, but it's like, it's a live action comic book, and yeah. you just, we'll we'll get into it because it always felt unfinished to me, and there's a reason. But yeah, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it ends making you feel like okay, now we can. This could become a like a series of books. Yeah, like this could be an actual char- comic character. And had they had M Night gone the route of turning it into a, like a full graphic novel series or whatever, yeah, fuck, I would have read the shit out of it. Yeah, if he still does it, I will read the shit out of it. Yeah, you easily still could. <laughs> All right. So signs. Signs. Who? <laughs> Talk about great movies. Signs is up there. I don't know if it's as recognized, but for me, all of the M. Night pieces shine through, especially the tiny details. So when I think about Signs, I always think of the tiny, tiny details in this movie. From the very beginning when you see... So setting it up, Mel Gibson is a guy who was a priest, kind of decided to stop being a priest because he lost well, he like, faith. In yeah, he denounced there. his faith because his wife passed yeah. away his wife dies um by accident she's yeah. just in a car accident and so uh 
Mel Gibson loses his faith, stops being a priest. His brother, Joaquin Phoenix, moves in with him to take care of the kids with them. So they all live together on this farm in Pennsylvania. and <laughs> 40 miles outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. And, but there's a, the tiniest detail at the very beginning that instantly you kind of know what's going on where... Mel Gibson's in bed and you see a picture next to the bed of him like in a, a priest's collar and everything. And then he gets out of bed, like goes to the bathroom and then on the, the wall, wall, the wall, you see the outline of where there used to be a cross on the wall, a crucifix yep. on the wall, but it's not anymore. He took it down. Um, and then it just kind of dumps you into the movie. Like he runs right. out and the kids are screaming and stuff, but it's that little detail of like, okay, I get it. You were a priest. Now there, now you're not, and it's so subtle and subconscious, like you were yeah. saying. I uh, This is why you and I get along so well, especially <laughs> when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. When I saw this in the theater, opening night, which was like, back then that was a thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it still is. I Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah, that pan shot where you see the outline of where <laughs> the cross was. Yeah. And he's like brushing his teeth and he leans out. When he hears his kid scream, and then he comes out of the bathroom, and mm-hmm. just seeing that on the wall, very much like I remember seeing it and just thinking, "Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. so this is going to be a challenging film for him." <laughs> <laughs> like this, yeah. this aliens are going to force him to like mm-hmm. come to terms with something. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he's going to have a personal conflict that <laughs> is kind of catalysted by this other supernatural <laughs> yeah, thing that's happening like, in terms of just imagery that's one of those and i i'm sure people don't talk about it they should because that mm-hmm. quick shot of it is so like yeah it really tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. by not showing you too much it's right <laughs> it's, right right and now i i love signs this movie Blows me away every time I watch it. Um, I'm one of those people who really feels that M. Night, his writing skills, yeah, especially for character development and drama, mm-hmm. just kept getting so good. Yeah, and signs to me, like you mentioned earlier, all the pieces that he had like shown you mm-hmm. with his previous work really mm-hmm. are at the forefront now, where he was like. I did these others. They're cool. Now I'm going to show you all of it when it gets put together. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and the fact that he doesn't take any time with this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the opening of the movie puts you right in the center of a crop circle. And you're like, oh, right. shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Signs is un- unreal to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 exceptionally good in the way that it tells the whole story. And... And it has one of my favorite cameos of his, which mm-hmm. is because it's the most meaningful. So yeah. when his wife was in the car accident, uh, M. Night's character is the Ray one who Reddy. he fell asleep and crashed into her and pinned her against a tree. And so Mel Gibson and his family don't like him because he's not a nice guy. <laughs> or he's, he's, it's an accident, but you it, can't exactly it's like, forgive him. It's not him. that he's not a nice guy. Yeah, it's just they. there is a brokenness yeah, to that. Kind of a... You, they need someone to blame because their wife and mother was stolen from them, and this guy did it. Even if he didn't mean to, he fell asleep. He did. He, he did. And yeah. you can't get away from that. And but his character, M Knight's character, the guy who killed his 
uh, Mel Gibson's wife, is also a vet, a veterinarian. <laughs> yeah. And the very beginning of the movie, they're like, the dogs are scared and they pee in the house and they're like, they're like, here, take him to take him to this neighbor. And they're like, he doesn't take care of dogs. Oh, take him to the doctor. And they're like, but he doesn't take care of dogs. And they're like, just do it. We're <laughs> right. And then you find out later that this guy is the vet and they don't want to take him to the vet because you'd have to because like there's interact some pretty with him. In- intense turmoil. It's like the smallest thing, but yeah. I absolutely love everything no, it, about this movie. Signs has one of those scenes too where to me it's so perfect on showing like mm-hmm. it's the first scene that you see Ray ready. Yeah. And all the dialogue is, is that him? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just quiet. Yeah. And they make awkward eye contact and then he drives away mm-hmm. and little details. He backs out of his parking spot and he like peels out. almost. Yeah. It's real quick, but you can tell like he wants to get out of there. And it makes you think, yeah, if you're ever behind the wheel and you're like, you feel uncomfortable or unsafe suddenly Mm -hmm. or your emotions spike. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to like gun it. You tend to like, I just got to get out of here. Yeah. But that, that shot where they're eating their pizza and it's just that very quiet, Mm -hmm. no sound basically. It's just the little girl. Mm -hmm. Is that him? Mm -hmm. Like heartbreaking because she's this little girl who knows like she knows essentially the story yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 sad and and the the kids are so good abigail breslin is like this little tiny little kid cutest fucking kid absolutely adorable and then rory culkin is her older brother who's also so small and like they're just this he has established such a great track record of child actors seriously like who give incredible performances, but are also endearing and yeah. and you, you they're in scary situations and you want to look out for them. Well, (laughs) the, the relationship and the way that they got Mel Gibson and Rory Culkin, especially those two Mm -hmm. to act off of each other. Holy shit. I mean, they're, I will say now I'm a Mel Gibson fan Mm -hmm. and signs. He delivers some, recognizable mel gibson moments mm-hmm. but it feels so real on a different level yeah like re- realer than normal <laughs> like there's a there's a scene involving asthma and it's like oh fuck <laughs> this is yeah that's intense <laughs> yeah yes so much of this movie is so intense it's it's so much just about that the family and their own conflicts that yeah. you forget almost that there's aliens in it <laughs> until you watch it. I mean, they literally have to show you the aliens, yeah, to remind you, like, now that you have this broken family mm-hmm. who just no one's ever really talked or grieved yeah. with each other. Right. Everyone's just kind of shut off from everything, especially the dad. Yeah. And now there's this whole other event happening right at their front door. Yeah. That they have no way to like, well, shit, we can't deal with this one issue that's huge. And now we have this mm-hmm. global issue happening. Yeah. That puts into question everything we've ever thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. And let's face it. First time anyone saw this movie. Mm-hmm. The shot of the the silhouette of the alien on top of the rooftop outside the little yeah. girl's window. I don't care who you are. You fucking jumped at that. 
<laughs> that affected you. <laughs> yeah. Kristen and I were watching it, and, we were, and she was like, that scene is the scariest scene. And then we started remembering all the other scary <laughs> that scenes. That are coming up. And we're like, no, the pantry is really scary. The basement's really scary. The Dude. We'll the, talk the, the basement. The, like, and the, the video of that birthday in like South America. That's really scary. When you scary. finally see it. Yeah. You see like the full thing. It is. Signs is just, it's so good as a thriller. Yeah. But what makes it stand out so much to me, and one of my all-time favorites in his library is, like, it's a very deceitful movie mm-hmm. where, oh, it's aliens, and it's an invasion, and then you're like, oh, no, this is a movie about, like, a family in crisis, emotional mm-hmm. crisis. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I really, like, I, I appreciate this one, because you can argue... That this movie has no twist. You can yeah. argue that. Um, there you could. There is there there it there's a reveal. A reveal. There's but, a reveal of purpose, I guess. Yeah, but it's not but really like, a twist. As, in terms of the twists that everyone kind of assumes will show up in yeah. a M Night film, this one really doesn't have that. Like, yeah. it's Oh-ha! it's not a yeah, it's not a traditional <laughs> twist. It's more of like a. Oh, I just realized everything's going to be okay for this reason that I should have, I never would have thought of. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, is I, God damn it, Signs is, Signs was another movie for me where it really put me back in the like mm-hmm. the magic of film and the the magic of making you go through emotions during an hour and a half period or a yeah. hundred and two minutes for however long Signs is. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> I love yeah. this movie, and I I will always remember. The theater opening night. There's something about when you watch a movie that like people are sharing the same experience. Yeah. And having that in that theater during this movie was so awesome because everyone was so tense. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was so like, I mean, you laughed at the scenes that you're supposed to chuckle at. Yeah. And then the last half of the movie happens and the whole theater was just like on edge. Well, you, can, <laughs> you can feel that. There's something about. Knowing that it's not normal for that many people to be that quiet. Yeah. Generally, there's always noise going on. But when everybody is connected and silent and like it's unnaturally quiet. And so you feel that tension even <laughs> yeah, more. It's like, oh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to be quiet in your house by yourself. But yeah. Yeah. When it's hundreds of people with you and yeah, you're sharing the same mm-hmm. emotion experience you're just yeah it yeah. exemplifies everything yeah. <laughs> oh fucking signs it's so good <laughs> it is one of the best uh the village village okay so now we get into the interesting parts of, of his of, career of his career so the village was the one that when it came out mm-hmm. this put the line on like there's no yeah it's all right mm-hmm. the village is a movie that you either love it mm-hmm or you hate the living shit out of it. Yeah. It's the movie where a lot of people decided you're going downhill now. Yeah. And I and I and it, it went downhill enough for some people that they were off the train. Yep. And um is really interesting to see where that is. Like I think I think that tends to be the consensus with the village. I don't know why. I wonder I wonder how much of that is 
hype and media and reviews and people being told it's bad and having it decided for them yeah. instead of actually seeing it and deciding for themselves. Well, I have I have an, a theory about it. Okay. Well, theory might be a little Dressing bit. Dressing it up. Yeah. <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to start off. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I love the village. The, I love the village. I would. It's definitely in his top five for me. I love the village. Yeah, this movie to me was like, I got all the awesome drama mm-hmm. and character focus that Signs had, mm-hmm. and now I get it in this whole other setting. Yeah. Um, but I do have an idea of why people hate the village, okay. and I do have an idea. It actually is one that has become kind of a common thing for him. Mm. Well, for at least one one other movie, especially. Um, advertising. Yeah. So, marketing. Yeah. Marketing hurts movies that come from filmmakers such as M. Night. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of trailers, especially, that are not... They're cut by people that are not the ones making the movie. Yeah. And so they pull out all the little things that they think will get people to see the movie. But Which is what they're paid to do. So yeah. you like you can't fault them, but you can. They're doing their job, <laughs> but they're also not doing it to the benefit of the movie in a way. Right. They're doing it in the benefit of the studio, but the movie and the story would... If you were trying to get people interested in a story, you would say different things about it. Yeah. I remember the trailers for The Village built it up straight horror mm-hmm. about monsters in this village. Right. And it, it you know, they, they always blast the like, the sixth sense and signs because yeah. those are his scariest movies. Yeah. And he's even been known to say like, I don't want them mm-hmm. showing, like putting any text of my previous work yeah. on a new piece of art because it immediately makes people think right it'll be exactly like that it's not related at all it's an original story with new characters (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so which i get why you know trailers and film companies do that because they're like Mm. you liked these so chances are you'll like this one too yeah and he now they're making m night the brand yeah maybe it's not an adaptation of another brand but now he's the brand you like the things he does this will be like that come see it right and then it's nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then the village turns out to be a straight drama. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I watched this back in like midnight showings when those were a thing. Yeah. And this was one on a whim. My wife at the time and I were like, we're seeing the village or we were engaged. Mm-hmm. We were like, we're going to see the village because we we're yeah. big M night fans. We were really excited for this. And I was really excited to see Joaquin Phoenix work with M. Night again. Because I loved him so much in Signs. Yep. And Joaquin Phoenix is weird dude. (laughs) Amazing actor. Yeah. Like, holy crap. He is so good. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I remember, like, we're watching The Village. And it didn't take long for me to realize, like, oh, this isn't a monster movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is... There is something bigger happening than yeah. a mysterious creature out in the woods. Like mm-hmm. there is something huge in this movie. Yeah. Something huge that's not being talked about. On purpose. Right. And they but they like little details. Or not even so much a little detail, but mm-hmm. 
a very apparent focus on mm-hmm. this is going to come back and you're going to have a like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of elements like The Sixth Sense where you watch it a second time and it works as well or better, but for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i on the side of Love in the Village. I, I think the writing in this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. And... Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's unbelievably good in it, uh, especially as a blind girl. Yeah. She's, she, I think that it must be really difficult to not act with your eyes and connect with audiences with your eyes because those are the windows to the soul and all that good <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> but it's like, but for her to, to, she's so convincing and she's so good. Well, she, we we're going to sound like a broken record, but I don't care. <laughs> she doesn't feel like she's acting in this movie. Yeah. Every every scene she's in mm-hmm. feels like, no, this is legit. This is genuine. She's not trying. Like, she's this blind woman who has made the best of her circumstance. Yeah. And she has fun. And she's like, she's got this mm-hmm. mysterious... Um, Oh, uh, confidence, not just in herself, but in like the people around her. And yeah. she's like, it just feels, and there is one thing that I notice every time I watch it, as much as I love this movie mm-hmm. scenes with her and Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. So I, Adrian Brody's an incredible actor. He's yeah, he's good, but he has many moments in this movie where I'm like, Ooh, you can tell that you were really trying, well, not he phoning also- it in, but you were yeah. really like, yeah. He has a character that he has to play bigger or yeah. has to has to kind of try harder to be different than most other characters. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. But the scenes that he's got with Bryce Dallas Howard where she feels so genuine She's and natural. So, yeah, understated and natural. And then you've got him, which is like, he's a renowned actor by the time The uh-huh. Village had come out. And you're like, are you trying to... Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to take the spotlight? Because yeah. it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> She's the star. Yeah. Um, I'll have to wait again for our spoiler portion of this episode. Yeah. But this movie has one of my all-time favorite scenes, period. Okay. Is It's silent. Mm. It's Well, silent isn't the right word. It's <laughs> quiet. Quiet, yeah. And unnerving because of how stripped the scene is mm. and we'll get into that okay i love the village and yeah. it's so funny to me to hear like the defining line between hating it and loving it mm-hmm. and everyone blames like the conclusion of it mm-hmm. man that conclusion is i think it's good it's incredible yeah uh not because of the twist but yeah the whole movie i mean the point of this movie is like the consequences mm-hmm. and it really showcases what consequences can look like, whether they're good or bad. Right. And I, I love that yeah. part of this movie so much. Yeah. And it's, it's very similarly that family conflict and, yeah. but on a bigger level of if these leaders of a village are like parents of a family, how do you form these people's lives and make help them grow and survive in this world with monsters or whatever's out there 
and how do you help them kind of like continue to become who you hope they be i guess which is a parenting kind of thing um but yeah it's it's and it's i don't it's divisive but it also made a, like almost the same amount of money as as Unbreakable. Oh, did. it was a hit. Like it was definitely. It was a massive hit. <laughs> it, it was. It, I don't know. It's just a. It's a movie that, and maybe that's a good thing. There's no such thing as bad press. Everybody's talking about it, so like, yeah. oh, I have to go see it. But I have noticed. Well, at least I was noticing a little bit more during this, like rewatch and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie seems to be kind of growing an appreciation over, or like. Yeah. earning it back now now that enough time's gone by and and people might be watching movies mm-hmm. more for a story instead of yeah. focusing just on well what's going to happen at the end yeah uh, they're, they're realizing they judged it too harshly before. yeah and I, I feel like it's kind of growing that appre- or earning that appreciation back and i'm like good because this movie is incredible <laughs> I, I hope so more people should appreciate it there's nothing to not appreciate about it it also is like the biggest cast of any of his movies. Like we talked about Dice Brosh Hallard already and Joaquin Phoenix and Adrian Brody. Sigourney but, Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and William Hurt are kind of under the radar <laughs> great there. It's got Judy Greer. Judy Greer is great in it. Cherry Jones comes back from Science also. Yep. She's there. And then uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. I've watched this movie so many times. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of Jesse Eisenberg. And it just dawned on me this last week that mm-hmm. he's in this movie yeah <laughs> like the scene where he's got he's playing the game of putting his back up to the woods yeah i was watching it was like <laughs> wait a minute that's i'm like imd being the cast <laughs> it fucking is jesse eisenberg <laughs> yeah yeah it's really funny and then my my second favorite m night cameo is in it where he's the park ranger yep he's really good oh spoiler <laughs> <laughs> there's a park i don't i don't, I don't know Any, moving on <laughs> all right uh his next movie yeah lady in the water i'm going to say this yeah well two things i love this movie okay and number two had this movie been an animated feature people would have loved the hell out of this movie that's extremely extremely true and i never thought about it but you're 100 right if it was animated this movie would have been like yeah considered his best Mm -hmm. talk about original writing yeah it's it's a children's story yeah and people blasted him for writing a children's story it's a story he wrote specifically for his kids yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's you mentioned original stories he tends to take chances and i think that goes back to the boldness thing we're talking about when you take bolder chances they pay off more um i kind of see a lot of his same story in um walking phoenix from signs he swings for the fences oh and yeah. where where m night kind of it might feel wrong for him to not swing like like uh, meryl from signs and so it's this is definitely that kind of movie he takes a chance and makes something different and some people they're like what the hell am i watching <laughs> <laughs> and then some people are like no this is great it's just in a way you've never seen it before. Yeah. I mean, he he abandons the twist. It's mm-hmm. a straight fairy tale. It's a bedtime story. Uh, to me, it was very... Like, going into it, mm-hmm. I, wa- I made the mistake 
again, mm-hmm. marketing, because the marketing for the movie was like, yeah. it's a scary bedtime story. It's going to be a horror yeah. bedtime story. There's a story. thing in the water. Right. And then you're like, oh, no, it's literally about like this magic creature mm-hmm. trying to help mankind mm-hmm. get better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you done fucked up, guys. I'm here <laughs> to try and correct this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's all of the different elements and the, the story is a lot more fantasyful. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? I think I did this during fanciful. the fan- fanciful. I did that during the fantasy episode too, I think. I think you um, did too. <laughs> it's it's more fantasy esque, um, where there like you mentioned, this creature comes out of the water and wants to help mankind. But all of the human people that live in this apartment complex all have a weird gimmick or a weird thing that you you would normally see in an animated movie but there's a guy who only works out the left side of his body and there's a there's a writer and it's it's really funny that it's m knight who's the writer's gonna save the world Um, (laughs) but then you have paul giamatti as like this like lando like landlord janitor guy and yeah he's like the caretaker of this apartment hotel place and Mm -hmm. he like He's unassuming. He's he's just trying to get by. Yeah, and you don't realize that until like <laughs> two thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah, um, and he is family conflict. He lost like yeah. the rest of his family. And- I will say, Paul Giamatti mm-hmm. delivers one of his best performances in this movie. I mean, there is a scene kind of towards the end where he like. I'm trying to think of how to say it without mm-hmm. giving stuff away, but it's he goes straight. I mean, he just has a, a handful of lines, but his, the way he acts those lines out and delivers a line, it's so yeah, heart wrenching and so real. Like yeah. it feels real. Yeah, there's <laughs> an emotional rawness to it. Yeah, and it's this is another one that's got a kind of a few surprising cast members. Uh huh. Um, I just lost it. Jeremy Wright yeah, is Jim, in this. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard comes back. Bryce Dallas Howard is back. Yeah. And it's just, I think Lady in the Water, it's not a, as divisive as The Villages, I don't feel. It's not as divisive, but it is like the, his, so none of his movies lost money. Yeah. He always had a movie that at least made back his budget. But this one came so close. This one, it like, gr- I think the budget was seventy thousand and gross like or seventy three million. Okay, budget seventy three seventy million, gross seventy three million. So it's like you it barely really made took it. The line. You barely made it, and so it is probably his least quote unquote successful movies. Right. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. I I definitely enjoy. It. I I really appreciate him swinging on this one as yeah. you put i i think it's a cool story especially when you watch it in the context of it's a children's bedtime fairy tale like it's yeah it's supposed to be short it's supposed to just have mm-hmm. quick elements of a few things mm-hmm. and then as an adult if you kind of pay attention and let it do what it's trying to do it really kind of makes you mm-hmm. like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, I think if people, if it was marketed more of like, not similar to The Sixth Sense, yeah. but more similar to like Pan's Labyrinth or something, 
then people would be like, okay, this is a fairy tale. It's a different kind of fairy tale. Yeah. It's a real world fairy tale and all these other kind of things. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a good, good story. Well written, well acted, well directed, obviously. Right. And he still throws in a couple like, oh, that could be intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> There's He still throws in just a couple fun, make audience members jump. Yeah. Those that are prone to jumping. <laughs> right. <laughs> the easy targets. All right. So, the happening. The happening. So, I'm going to say, unpopular opinion, the happening is an underrated movie of his. I think that it's better than people give it credit for. I'm going to agree with you, but with like a like an asterisk or something. <laughs> okay. First off, I'll start by saying you don't want to co-sign my statement. <laughs> well, I I will, but we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have a <laughs> get out of get out of jail free card something like that. Okay. Uh, the opening of the happening, yeah, might be one of the most intense, mm-hmm. brutal openings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless if you like the movie or not, mm-hmm. that opening is unreal. It's yeah. so good. It it sucks you in immediately. It it should be like Signs and the Sixth Sense. It's ba- well, it has the same cinematographer as yeah. Signs and Sixth Sense for one thing. Um, but yeah, the way that it opens and you're immediately dropped in and it's uh, intense and shocking. It's the most of the, those first two kind of do that. Um, signs does it more than six cents and this one does it more than signs yeah and this was uh his first r-rated film really yes i didn't even pay attention to the ratings yes okay um i could see it because there are serious like gory well, parts yeah in it. you see a guy feed himself to the lions and you see a dude lay in front of a lawn you see people leaping off of buildings you see people and... leaping off of buildings yeah <laughs> it's it there's some good brutal gore it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty cool done which is something that he generally avoids he'll cut away yeah. or get creative with it he I, shows uh, it so the first time i saw it i was like i loved it only because it's m night and i was like trying to stick it to the people that hate him sure rebel but the more i watched it i was like i don't know if i can do this movie <laughs> like it's just i can't do this movie then I rewatched it this week. Okay. Or this last week. Yeah. I haven't watched it for years. Yeah, I hadn't either, actually. And uh, so I was looking up, like I always do, like fun production stories and all that. Mm-hmm. And I found out a few things that I did not mm-hmm. realize. Okay. Um. So the overacting from like Mark Wahlberg and everyone. Yeah. And the general idea of the story, mm-hmm. which is what turned so many people off from yeah. the movie. I think a lot of people were in it. Until they realize what it was, and they're like, yeah. oh, no, wait, this might be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of that was, like, on purpose. Yeah. M. Night wanted to make kind of a old-style paranoia B-movie. Really? Like, he wanted to make mm-hmm. that kind of film. Yeah. Whether he was saving face by saying that or whatnot. Yeah. But watching it after I read that from him, I was like... Oh my. I could see He that. achieved exactly what he wanted to do. <laughs> I could see that. I think I could totally see that. Now that you say that, I'm kind of replaying the movie. I think that maybe if there were a couple more nods or winks that yeah. this movie knows what it is kind of thing, and we're being a B-movie, B-horror movie or whatever, then people would have accepted it more. I think a lot of people may have not gotten on board because they're like, this is just a bad movie and they're at like 
they don't know they're doing it on purpose kind of thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, reading that and just kind of reading, like, he wanted to make kind of a, a fun, mm-hmm. like, nod to old paranoia stuff, like uh, Reefer Madness. and Oh, yeah. And then, like, The Blob. He wanted to make yeah a movie that had a ridiculous, just, like, <laughs> event happening. Yeah. And so he chose what he chose. It's not it's, even that ridiculous. Which, to me, okay, I agree with you. Okay. Because... I appreciate, yeah, especially after rewatching it and learning what he was going for, mm-hmm. and then thinking of current times. <laughs> I was definitely like, "Oh, I appreciate this." <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate the idea of nature being like, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a balance to everything. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate that. The, just the way that it's done. It's not done in a stupid way. I don't think. I think that it's done in a smart way where it, there's a you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it, there's a mystery to it. And so people try to rationalize it. Oh, it must be a, a terrorist attack, a chemical attack on people. But people just start killing themselves and you don't know why. And it's brutal and scary. And I think that it's really well done. It's really cool. It does something really funny to me. <laughs> it, it tells you how it will conclude, mm-hmm. like, not not the character personal stories, yeah, uh, but the movie itself, like, how it's going to conclude, and they tell you it 15 minutes into, not even 15 minutes yeah. into the movie, and it's a, a high school kid that tells you the conclusion of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg's like, that's a good answer. That's really... That's, that's, that's what it always that's is. That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then end credits roll later, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, I should have paid attention to high school. (laughs) My high school biology class. Yeah, the happening with that one line and Mm. that, I was like, oh, this is one of those movies where they were like, we're going to save face and just tell you the Mm -hmm. convenient line that, like, we're going to lean on and just say... You knew from the start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not our fault you didn't like it. <laughs> but I, I definitely appreciate it more now. And I kind of, when I finished watching it, I was like, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. Like soon. Just to. Yeah. And I get everyone in the movie hates this movie. Mark Wahlberg is famous for like mm-hmm. denouncing this film. <laughs> I like it. I like them. I like them in it. Maybe I tend to, I li- I'm a Mark Wahlberg fan. I yeah. tend to like maybe give him more leash Marky Mark Wahlbergers than I should. But, um, and how do you not like Zoe Deschanel? It's Zoe. I really like her. Yeah. I really <laughs> like her. She's great. Even though they try to make you not like her. Cause she's, she's still like, likable. She's kind of like, if you seem like she's cheating on her husband yeah. or whatever, she's getting phone calls from, uh, M. Night's cameo. M. Night's cameo. <laughs> um, and then, and, and then his best friend, John Leguizamo, doesn't like her either. He's like, no, she's kind of shitty. Like, she, you should be, you know, but look it, out. It does a, a neat thing with that because he, they really make you realize he's only getting like snippets of what the actual situation is between Wahlberg and yeah. his wife. And yeah, at first you, you don't like her, but then you kind of like, as the event is really kind of mm-hmm. making them think, oh, we're not making it. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a sense like, no, marital problems <laughs> just kind of got in the way. Yeah. And they're both trying to like process that, mm-hmm. but in very different ways. Right. right. <laughs> she's, 
she's wanting to be loner on it and like <laughs> get her shit together and he's like pushing her like yeah wanting to be relational <laughs> yeah 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 i think it's cool i think even just for being able to finally see more of the violence that's always kind of been there because it's his first R-rated movie, yeah. they actually show more. And there's some really just scary parts in it. And as you realize that people are offing themselves, when that like cop in the street pulls out his right. gun, and then someone gets out of their car and goes and picks up the gun and kills themselves and just keeps going, and you're like, oh, wow, now this this is a thing. And you think about all the guns. <laughs> you're just going to keep doing this until the bullets run out. Right. And that's so scary. Yeah. Like, it's a great idea. Um, it may have benefited from a little bit more just hinting at tongue in cheek kind of winking at the audience yeah, maybe i agree with you i think i think they achieved i think he achieved what he was setting out for yeah but i think he should have done some more winking or just straight up owning mm. it like yeah it may also benefit from time like yeah, we oh, we, yeah. we compare it to like the blob and all these yeah. old old movies that have cult followings maybe five ten years from now people and will could, be like and especially i mean in current times yeah with certain subjects going on around the globe <laughs> yeah uh i'm actually kind of shocked this one's not being like talked about more just <laughs> with current subjects so yeah. it's <laughs> like yeah. this movie fits <laughs> yeah in fact, this movie is pretty much exactly what mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean there's there's so much truth in it that it, it's it's hard to deny that throughout time the earth has found ways to balance things. If there's too much of one kind of creature, other creatures will eat it. Once they run out, the ones that's eating fall away and everything has a balance. Yeah. Same with people. If there's too many people, you start developing viruses or whatever it is. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And uh, there's a balance. It'll right. go away. We'll adapt to it. We'll gain immunity. It'll all be you know, okay. I'm I'm one that has always been like, I expect at some point, whether like hundreds or thousands of years down the line mm-hmm. or sooner, who knows? I will always be one that's very much like nature's going to do what nature does. Yeah. And Finds what, a way. It, yeah. Like <laughs> nature is... Nature is an uncontrollable beast. Right. No matter how much we tell ourselves that we can control it. Right. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the happening is a great, to me, especially watching it again, it was like, oh, no, this is, <laughs> I should like this movie because yeah. it's right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Unlike. Okay. <laughs> so... Here we go. The first adap- the first adaptation. What was the other adaptation? Have we gotten there yet? We haven't. You said there was an- another adaptation. Uh, not adaptation, uh, but an original story. Yes, and we'll get to we that. We haven't gotten to it. Yet. Yeah, okay. we haven't gotten. So to first unoriginal story that he's written and directed, The Last Airbender. Holy hell! This movie is horrible. <laughs> I so preface this by saying. I don't know jack shit about fuck when it comes to the anime show. Let's preface this with saying, right there with you, buddy. (laughs) Nor do I care. (laughs) Right there with you, buddy. (laughs) So it's hard watching it to know how much of this... Obviously, certain elements he can't control. Certain things he needs to put in it because it's part of the story and you're trying to sell it to an audience that's our established fan base. 
So if you don't have it, you don't have the same story. So there are things in it that I don't know. I don't know if it's just a weird thing that he did or a, it's just weird because anime is weird. Right. I, I think it's anime. It's some cartoon I, that kids I don't watch. know that it's technically anime. I, think it's I don't like, know the difference. It's like a... a it's Nickelodeon anime. We'll call oh, it that. That doesn't sound like anime then. It sounds like just a cartoon. I don't know. Nickelodeon's not like... I'm sure there's some anime fans that's going to be like, it's not real anime. Or so, we're about to get crucified because both of us were like, we don't give a shit about well, the Nickelodeon cartoon. But it, yeah, it's it's... So there are weird things in it, and I think a lot of it is just... It's a weird story. And so I, that <laughs> probably is part of it. But mostly... I don't, I don't care about any of this stuff. It's so happening. boring. It is really boring. It's so boring. <laughs> it's like, and there are a lot of movies like this. There are a lot of generic fantasy spectacle movies that are so boring. Yeah. And you don't connect with them. And yeah. this is just as forgettable like those are for I, me. I, so I've only seen this movie twice. Once, long ago. Okay. I watched it for the first time this week. Okay. And then I, I watched it again, actually, Last night, so the night before recording, yeah. I was watching this. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, one, I'm kind of glad I don't have a connection to the original material. Yeah. Because if I am hating it mm-hmm. as much as I am mm-hmm. without the added like mm-hmm. judgment of, well, they fucked this up. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of that is there. I would be interested to talk to somebody who is a fan and say, do well, you like this? I know a lot of people I that are it. huge fans of the source material. Okay. Who, yeah, they're like straight up offended by this okay. movie. So he, <laughs> d- he like, didn't even achieve the audience it, he wanted. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I was like. Because hmm. there, there are enough pieces. I have, I know enough about it just kind of absorbing it against my will right. through the, the culture around me. <laughs> Well, I mean, we go to like the pop culture con in yeah. Denver, and so it's I, I know about there. Airbenders and Firebenders and Waterbenders, and I know about this guy with the tattoo on his head who's bald, and I know a couple of things. It had those, so I assumed it was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know it, all the details of all the stories. People were making things move through martial arts yeah. and magic. I don't know if it's actual magic. I don't know yeah. what it is. Uh, it's not natural. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, I, I was like, "All right." Yeah, I I don't know if I can watch another movie that I can just not stand. Like, yeah. I suffered the Star Wars holiday special, and now I'm having to suffer Last Airbender. Yeah, but then I started reading stuff. Okay, and I started like trying to get a feel because this movie does not at any point. Yeah, feel. Mm-hmm. Like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It doesn't have any of those other elements we've been It has about. nothing that is him in it. Yeah. Nothing. And so I was like, I gotta see what's going on with this movie. Because mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm like, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. And I'm okay if he makes a bad movie. Yeah. It happens. Nobody's perfect. Right. <laughs> but at least some of those other people, when they make a bad movie, you're like, it feels like their movie, they yeah. just... Miss the they, mark or they, something. Yeah. Yeah. At no point does Last Airbender even remotely feel like an M. Night movie. And it turns out his original cut was like seven hours long. Jeez. And he had obviously 
can't release a seven-hour movie. Well, you could split it into parts or something. <laughs> you could, which they had a trilogy set up. Okay. Um, But I guess there was a lot of, like, miscommunicate or just blatant uh, butting heads between mm. the executive producers who had worked on the original source material. Okay. Who claimed that at first everything was going well, talks were great with people, and then it all fell apart. They left the project. Big studios were stepping in, trying to make changes that they felt would make the film work better. Yeah, more general. Yeah, and then M. Night did one thing in it where he tried, he changed the pronunciation, I guess, of names mm. oh. to reflect a more accurate pronunciation of like the like Japanese languages or whatever or whatever okay. country yeah. it's from. Yeah. And that got blasted because it wasn't the pronunciation from the source material. I and- guess. It's like, it's like, I mean, I maybe people are bigger fans than I am, but I'm a pretty big fan of Batman. Yeah. And I don't care if it's Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. It really, yeah. And that, well, that's a, with Het character especially. Yeah. No one ever knows how to pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah. Characters in the cartoons and the movies all pronounce it differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone has their reason for pronouncing it one way or the other but i reading all the mess that making this movie <laughs> apparently was i was yeah. like no wonder it failed yeah no wonder it is unanimously despised because mm. it really is just a bad movie yeah it, <laughs> it's it it was this one right that won like a bunch of razzies five razzie yeah. awards and and it, yeah it's pretty sad it was it was also the biggest budget of any of his movies. Yeah. And I think that you, when you depend a lot on studios, you lose some control, which is a, seems to be a lesson he learned because he kind of went back to... Eventually, not right away. Not right away, but he eventually goes back to, I don't need any help. I'm going to make a $9 <laughs> right. million dollar movie. So I need to have creative control yeah. and just original story because this is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Last Airbender, I just... Even he has come out and been like, I'm ashamed of that. This was a movie you saw. You told his yeah. quote of like, <laughs> yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like this. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. Yes. Yeah. He I, said he stopped believing in himself after this. And I would believe it. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, watching it, I was like, there's not a single moment in this movie. Yeah. That yeah. feels anything like where you've were done. you? You weren't into it. You yeah, you didn't put yourself into it because I don't see you in it. And a big glaring part of that, mm-hmm. we've mentioned it with every movie up until now, mm-hmm. are the child actors. Yeah, how great they are. Yeah. No offense to that kid that plays the yeah. dude with the the that arrow. Too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nobody in it I really connect with. I mean. Dev Patel's probably the biggest actor in it. But yeah, nobody I really really care about at all. Yeah, I when it ended, I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a rough one to get through. <laughs> yeah. It's ultimately forgettable as nothing about it really sticks with you as meaningful. Yeah. In a way. It yeah, it was <laughs> I I was so bored with it and I yeah. just I quit. I quit caring about what was happening on screen. I was like, well, now <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching it because I have to for 
something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I need to know know it in case it doesn't ask me a question that is very and specific. I did have to laugh one thing, because there's been several movies that'll do this. Yeah. Where the the studios are so confident mm-hmm. that it's gonna make so much money that they're gonna franchise it out. Oh yeah. And so they'll set up like <laughs> Two or sequels. three more sequels, yeah. and then it gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie does a lot of that. Pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very true. Um, the only other interesting thing I read after like looking at this is that it wasn't his first... So he's been always doing original movies, but it wasn't like he was opposed to doing adaptations of other right. things or jumping on series that exist. Apparently, he was for a long time going to do the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Oh. And then, which would have been interesting. Anything could have been better than what we got. Uh, and, and it could have been Indiana retirement home. <laughs> yeah. That, actually, I, M. Night in a, doing a movie about old Indiana retirement home would be pretty cool. Um, I'm guessing. And then uh, there was also talks for a long time about him doing one or more of the uh, Harry Potter movies. Oh, he was ooh. like he was interested in doing that. Oh, and he also he wanted to adapt the Life of Pi book for a long time. Oh, okay. Because that character is actually from the same town he was born in. For oh, one thing. cool. Okay. But he he thought that because the Life of Pi book has a twist in it, that him being attached would be it would make the twist different. It would make oh. it feel different to audiences. Yeah, it, than it normal. wouldn't be. And so, and I think he was doing Lady of the Water at the time too. Okay. But yeah. Oh, interesting. So yeah, he's he's always been open to that. He's not like I only need to do it like so it was interesting that he chose this or was given this. I don't know exactly the story, but it didn't work out. <laughs> it crashed and burned. <laughs> and speaking of crashing and burning, it doesn't get much better next. Oh, man. Yeah, After Earth. I watched After Earth before Last Airbender. Okay. Also watched it for the first time this week okay. because I had skipped it. Um, I'm glad I skipped it and I regret watching it this week. <laughs> it so this is the movie I have the most theory about, and I want to know if you okay, know information about it. Okay, this is the movie that uh, I, I have things to say about. Okay, this, yes. So I theorize also massive budget, slightly less than Airbender, but m- way more than all of his other movies. Um, Heavy CGI, huge CGI. So a great thing about M. Night Shyamalan is that his movies feel so realistic and even though there's these supernatural things going on they're always very grounded very character driven all of the rooms and costumes and everything seems so real yeah not in this movie not in Last Airbender everything's green screen (laughs) nothing is weighted everybody's flying it feels very weird (laughs) the first thing that grabs me about this movie when I watched it though huge mistake using Jaden Smith huge mistake and I I my theory which you can maybe correct me on is I'm pretty sure M. Night had no choice in the matter I think that I guess because Will Smith is attached he is such a huge star and basically said I'm gonna break with Jaden's movie career with this and he's gonna be in it with me um as my son in real life and as my son in the movie or else I'm leaving. And the, he didn't have a choice. The studio was like, well, we want Will Smith and we have to have Jaden. So you have to deal with it. That's my theory. Your theory is almost spot on. Okay. 
I did the most production, re- like, <laughs> I, again, uh-huh. doesn't feel like an M. Night movie. What went wrong? So many things. <laughs> uh, no, this movie is not M. Night Shyamalan's fault. Okay. This movie is Will Smith's fault. Okay. So, reading production stuff on this, yeah, it turns out M. Night was only hired to set up shots. To do the blocking. Oh. Will Smith directed this movie. Okay. Will Smith. This is Will Smith's movie. He wrote it. Oh. He like, he had the story for it. He wanted, you were correct, Mm -hmm. demanded his son be in it. Mm -hmm. It was very, this is Will Smith's pet project. He's just going to make someone else take the blame. Yeah. Which really made me mad at Will Smith. (laughs) Like, it's like, as a fan of Will Smith. You're Will Smith. What the fuck? You have a brand name that people will go and see whatever you do. So if you put your name on it as a directed movie, it's kind of shitty to be like, I I don't want the blame if it fails. Yeah, and M. Night took all the blame for it. It sucks if you don't believe in it enough to put your name on it. Yeah. No, M. Night took the blame for it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can tell it doesn't feel like it at all. At all. It's so... And Shaden Smith is so, so bad. bad. So, and that was the first clue for me. I was like, I've seen all of these M Night movies, and every kid is so good. He would not work with this kid and make him the star, the person who's supposed to carry this. Right? Not just the star, one of the only two people in it. Just from the opening narration, don't make Jaden narrate that. Will Smith, you narrate the beginning at least. Because um, I was listening to it, his narration is terrible. Okay, his his accent is thank, weird. Thank you. <laughs> the thing that I don't know I what like, that is. It was so distracting. Yeah, the accents that Will Smith and Jaden Smith have are like I didn't realize it till later, but I was like, wait, Will Smith is doing this too. What is? Yeah, I thought I was it was like, just Jaden's accent. I can't focus on the movie every time they talk uh-huh. because what? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was so confused, and then I realized Will Smith was doing it. And I was like, "Wait, wait, is this a thing?" And, like, and Jade's they... just a lot thicker or less subtle about it. Like, you? are you guys trying to do like a stereotypical like military or military? Uh, yeah, like accent or yeah. persona, and it's coming across as uh, like bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and so are you supposed to be southern or Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's such a weird accent and it stands out most in the opening narration. Yeah. And but I saw also then I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, if Will Smith did this narration instead of Jaden, would it be better? And I started like trying to hear it in my head. No, the writing of that narration is is what's mostly bad about it. The writing is so, <laughs> so bad. bad. It's so stupid. <laughs> there are lots of parts this movie has too many things going on that it doesn't care about until it needs to care about it. There's it, like the whole narration or the whole opening is telling you the story about this these creatures that came to Earth and they smell fear in you. And Will Smith has this ability to like shut off fear, yeah. So he becomes invisible to them; they can't tell where he is. And it's called ghosting. They make a big deal out of it. It's called ghosting. That doesn't come back for like like an hour. And then Jane Smith like brings up, he's like, "Oh, why, why can't you ghost and all this stuff?" And then, oh, and then there's this the same monster is on the planet. With then they come back to Earth. It's well, yeah, Earth they've got one like in the cargo of the ship. Yeah. 
and they crash land and it gets out and so will smith's like remember that thing's out there 90 minutes go by you don't hear from it and then it comes back for the very (laughs) end and you're like oh i forgot that this was a thing (laughs) that we were supposed to be doing i forgot about ghosting i forgot about this monster (laughs) yeah and then all of the sci-fi stuff is stupid too it's like too sci-fi it's yeah it's dumb it's like boring and dumb this movie is boring and dumb that's (laughs) what i'm getting it's not as boring and dumb as last airbender yeah but it's really fucking close yeah the opening is the worst because nothing's really happening once you get on the planet (laughs) there is enough action to carry you through to the end yeah and the action not great but it serves (sighs) okay it serves you getting to the end of the movie dude where airbender i didn't care about but, okay so i've seen after twice the first time i watched it i don't remember it yeah because i wasn't paying attention because like you yeah 15 minutes into it i was just like what is this and yeah. why are they talking like this <laughs> and then i i think i resorted to doing other things and just having it in the background yeah i actually sat and watched it and the whole time i was like why what the fuck is going on here so then i started doing the production yeah Mm -hmm. it's all will smith's fault i'm telling you it's will smith's fault i believe you i read something yeah that pissed me off even more than m night having to take the blame okay for this movie and i think you're going to agree with me okay because the original idea that will smith and i forget the other guy that helped Mm -hmm. come up with the story Mm mm-hmm their original idea, which they should have stuck with, mm-hmm. was the same basic concept of father and son are, like, trapped in this place, and the son has to be the one to go out to find help. Okay. Yeah. Same story. They were supposed to be camping. It was supposed to be, like, oh. <laughs> survival film. Yeah. Like, not weird, epic sci-fi wannabe. Yeah. It was supposed to just be... Yeah. Like a survival film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when I read that, I went, fuck, you should have just had that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would have been as good, at least, or better, because the sci-fi didn't really add anything to it. No, I, I it, hated it, the it, it made it worse. It. Yeah. it did make it worse. There were times when he was like, oh, you have this suit, and it changes color when there's danger, and you have these cameras on it. And when he's like, you have this thing on your wrist, this is how we talk. It's the only it's one. The only, it's the only connection between us. I was like, that's going to get broken. That's going to get broken right away. And then it happened, and I went, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's touch on the suit changing colors. Because it, I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention, but it seemed to change colors fairly frequently. Yeah. And they only talk about it once. Yeah. And when they talk about it, I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what does that mean again? <laughs> yeah. Like, his suit was well, just white. It happens, it black, it happens when silver. he's about to get chased by, the, when he's getting chased by these uh, monkeys. Oh, and yeah. It's kind of funny when he does it. He's like, dad, my suit's turning black. I, I, I like it, it. Yeah. But I think it's a bad thing. <laughs> it did make me laugh. I was like, yeah, black suit's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, then it, it later does it when he's like freezing to death. It, and yeah. I was like, wait, does it mean that he's dying? What does this mean? Does it mean he's in trouble? <laughs> yeah, I thought it meant there was danger. Is... is cold danger? I don't understand the rules. It was very confusing. And, and there was one thing that I also noticed watching it this time. So after they crash land and Will Smith's character, if you don't know, is injured. So that's why yeah. he doesn't venture out with his kid. Yeah. 
all it does is sit on the sit in the ship and watch the screen and provide and try to be like a drill sergeant to his son yeah take a knee shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) it's it's as annoying as i feel like it would actually be to try to send out a kid who's never experienced the world to try to survive i feel like that unknown is not a great premise it's gonna be annoying um yeah it it, it succeeds at that but But yeah will smith just stays back in the ship and watches the screen and he can tell when like things things are in movement around him and also getting closer something closing in on you yeah reminds him to take his breathing like drugs which i didn't quite get that either but no so when they crash and before the kid goes out will smith is like every creature on this planet has evolved to want to kill humans Mm-hmm. And the first thing the kid encounters is this giant flock of birds that fly around him and then fuck off. Yeah. And I was like, evolved to kill humans, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then the giant eagle. Yeah. Which. It's like a vulture kind of. Whatever it is. It's kind of, it was kind of brutal that those lions killed all those little baby egg, like those yeah. babies that just hatched. It like shows it. And I was like. This isn't really a family movie, is it? <laughs> but then the terrible CGI kind of was like, oh yeah. yeah it's... But, okay. The the giant eagle vulture bird yeah. thing. Like, out of nowhere? Yeah. When it saves them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to protect you. Yeah. You're like, since when? Yeah. And it was dragging <laughs> him along the ground. I didn't understand it, that yeah, part. There like, was a lot. He passes out because Earth is like dying like there's huge temperature swings and like you need right. to get to these hot spots by nighttime but it looks die. like it's prospering pretty well yeah for, for, a, for a planet that gets below freezing every night these plants are really happy yeah they're like green and lush yeah it, it's beautiful scenery yeah yeah that that was also kind of an annoying the annoying cgi thing is that they make it like too much of a spectacle and there's these like big vistas and big scenes of like oh all these wild animals and plants and and it just doesn't work like you're 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 making the music make me feel like you want me to feel something but i don't i know that it's not that beautiful it's fake and it looks dumb and you're like and now now i feel like you're lying to me and so <laughs> fuck you and i know exactly how this movie is going to end and uh where the whole story is going to go so yeah yeah, I checked out. This one was so bad. <laughs> I was like, all right, so obviously the kid's going to be all super brave and uh-huh. he'll do something heroic and amazing and he'll be like, I'm a badass now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a ranger. And I was like, watch it. I was like, I bet the dad calls him a ranger. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not good. Yeah, it's an awful I, movie. I'm not going to ever watch it again. Nope. I wish I didn't have to watch it for this, but for the sake of, you know, completeness. But we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> so, this is what I've been waiting to get <laughs> and to. here we are. <laughs> what did you think of The Visit? All right. The Visit. Uh, to, I guess. Recap? Recap. Uh, not a big fan. You didn't like it. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. So, I already said I'm pretty positive we did this whole thing just so that... I would be forced to rewatch it, even though I had said, yes, I'm going to rewatch you it. You did, but I just hadn't gotten around to rewatching it. You to get it yet. around to it yeah, a little yeah. quicker. Yeah. 
And you already confirmed that, although not being the sole reason, it was a... Consideration. It, it was part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I rewatched it. Before I rewatched it, I, I read some stuff, because I've already seen it, so I knew everything that was going to happen. Right. So I read some stuff on it. And I read something a lot like when I read the production notes from The Happening. Mm-hmm. Read something on this. The Visit is the movie. Mm-hmm. That M. Night was like, fuck the studios. Yeah. I need to make my stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. He literally it's, took all, like, the money he made from those giant movies that uh, that sucked. Yeah. But he still made money on them, obviously. He took all that money and made his own little movie. Right. Yeah. And he stripped a lot of things down. Yeah. No he, music. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a handheld yeah. movie. It, it's a short movie. Yeah. I think it's the shortest one in his library, actually. I would believe it. I don't know, but I would believe it. Um, but when I read that this was his movie of trying to get course corrected and get back on track with like how he makes f- stories. Yeah, kind of get back to the love of movies. Yeah. He's loved making them since a kid, and he kind of got sidetracked by big Hollywood. How do you get back to just making the movies you love making? And, and then I read that he made three versions of this. Okay, I didn't know that. One was a straight 100% comedy. Okay. Two was a 100% straight horror with no comedy. Okay. And then the third, which is the one we have, yeah. which is he a combination. kind of, yeah, comedy mixed and the horror. two. Yeah. So I read that and was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's see what, let's, let's rewatch it with kind of a, a new perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I knew you would. Yes. I knew you couldn't not. Yes. This movie is so much fun. <laughs> it's it's funny and scary. It's great. I will say the brother, yeah. He gets a he's he's annoying. <laughs> I But he's I'm, annoying in like a little brother way. Right. <laughs> Which Yeah. He's like It's supposed to happen, but yeah, he, he's, he's he's supposed annoying. to be a little bit charming, a little bit annoying, kind of the the main comedy driver of the movie, and where his sister is more of the drama driver of the movie, yeah. and then the grandparents are kind of the horror driver of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It was, yeah, watching it again after knowing like yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's approach to making this movie, I was very much like, oh. <laughs> I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. It's still not one of my favorites of his, but mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, there were some scenes in it that I had forgotten about that I was like, oh, <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a reason that Christy thinks it's the scariest <laughs> movie because there's a lot of like subtly fucked up parts about it that are some of them aren't even that subtle yeah like well there's ones that that, there's ones that aren't even that scary but it does a great job my favorite thing about it i think i talked about in the horror episode is it does a great job of making you feel like you're going to your grandparents house and that awkwardness of they're old and weird and they do weird things and they smell weird and and that is just on its own, like a great catalyst for the yeah. movie. And then it kind of takes it the next step. Um, but it's very, 
awkward and weird, and it makes you feel all those same feelings. I mean, it's, it's not a spoiler. I won't say too much of what the scene... I mean, nothing really happens in the scene, but uh, the whole thing with the oven. Yeah. I found myself more unnerved <laughs> with the oven yeah. than most of that movie. Yeah. It was just like, ugh. <laughs> That's just... Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're expecting a lot. You're expecting things to happen, and when when she asks her to clean the oven, it's very <laughs> tense and scary. And you're just... I, the other thing I was thinking of that's also not really anything that happens is when the grandpa like goes out to the shed and everything that happens in the shed. Oh yeah, it's like that's weird and and awkward and gross and scary, but also not that scared. Nothing really happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yes, I I enjoyed it, Jake. I. Good. It Phew. was fun. I guess we can keep having a podcast together. <laughs> uh, this was also one Yeah. that I was like, hey, it feels like an M. Night Shyamalan movie right. again. It's, it's, it, I think that for some people, they were like, it opened up that door again where they're like, oh, maybe he's back. For me, it was like, he's back. Yeah. Like I was, I was so ready to get back on board and back on the train. Um, that when it came out, I was like, "This, this is him. This is what I missed." Because it, it, the thing about him, he releases a lot of movies. I was looking at the whole timeline, and he releases a movie like every two years. Yeah. But it felt like there was a drought of like no M Night movies. Well, for that's like because 10 years. Last Airbender and After Earth. Yeah. I, I personally don't they, count as his movies. They definitely don't. And they also followed the happening when it just, there was this whole lull yeah. that felt like, especially because I skipped two of those movies. I skipped Airbender and Afterbirth. <laughs> and so it, for me, it definitely felt like there was a gap. But he's consistently putting out movies constantly. Yeah. And it's, and he has two more coming out. And it's like, there's, he does, he releases a ton of movies. And on a very consistent schedule, which is another thing that surprised me in the Tarantino episode, is like he has a schedule, and he he has pretty much met it constantly. Usually, yeah, yeah, give or take, yeah, maybe a little bit of time, but yeah, uh, it it was really it felt good watching this one after I watched mm-hmm. uh, After Earth because I watched After Earth before I watched Last. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, I was. <laughs> putting off yeah. last airbender until like yeah finally last night just, all right i have to yeah. i have to do this yeah <laughs> and, was, and then i the whole time why am i doing this <laughs> why yeah uh yeah the visit was a lot of fun and uh, it was it was nice seeing him i wouldn't say it's him fully course correcting mm-hmm. but it was nice to see that like kind of rediscovering yeah trying to just okay I need to get back to how I structure the story, how mm-hmm. I structure the characters, because it felt really good to see human drama again. Yeah. It felt really good to see the kind of the turmoil of like the mom mm-hmm. who has a severed relationship with her parents and the kids are like, but we yeah. want to know them. Yeah. And it, it was, I really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. It was like, finally, <laughs> even though I'm marathoning this. Yeah. It yeah. felt like forever since I was like, after Earth was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to get back to all all those well-executed themes that we talked about. Yeah. This does that, too. It really does. Yeah. And we'll get more into it later. Yeah. Split. Back to Split. Split. And so I think... I like that you say back to. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we've been alluding to it. Yeah. But I think Split is that thing where the visit was getting close to being back. 
and Split was, I'm back. Yeah. Split was, I got the confidence back. I got all the pieces that were working before back. I was able to make the type of story and the the, the same type of thing where there's a, the supernatural element, but it's just a driver. It's just a, a, a thread through what is ultimately a human drama about deep characters deep deep characters. i would say split is probably his most disturbing movie yeah because of what the characters Mm -hmm. have gone through Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he hits you with two major elements that i know when we saw it in the theater because we saw it together well you christy and i yeah and i know Mm -hmm. that we all definitely felt that like oh yeah this is I did not expect I wasn't ready. that to be in one of his movies. <laughs> yeah, I was not ready or prepared for it. There's, it's, it's not really a spoiler, but the the main character, the main girl, yeah, um, she, she has like a her character is so deep and and well crafted and mysterious for yeah a very, I mean they show they tell you everything. Yeah, she's she's defined by her experience in life. And and her experience as a little girl is all not the, good. All the things that happened to her for not showing you anything. Yeah, he shows you everything. Like the the way that you feel is just is, it's so unnerving. It's, it's so, so uncomfortable. <laughs> and yeah, that the little girl is the most adorable little girl you've ever seen. So it it that doesn't help. You're immediately like no 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 <laughs> yeah. no no. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you don't see anything. He doesn't show you anything. There's nothing even really talked about. It's barely, barely talked about. It's it's heavily alluded to with one specific part. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. I mean, there's a you could tell. And I, I really respect him for going this route of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat this horrible subject. Yeah. Where I'm going to make you know there's no question yeah. what's happening yeah and i'm gonna make you want to crawl out of your skin yeah but i'm never putting mm-hmm. my actors especially mm-hmm. that little girl in this actual situation right like no yeah yeah it's it's all from a distance and there's a lot of space there's like hardly anything but yeah so this to I guess it's probably worth mentioning exactly what we're talking about. We're kind of dancing so around it. So sexually abused. Yeah. So if, if you may not want to watch this movie, if that's a problem, because it does make you so uncomfortable that this little girl is betrayed by her uncle, a family member, yeah. and she is molested or abused by him. Um, and that has a deep effect on her as she grows up. And she grows up and becomes... She's a teenager, high school age, and, you know, has all these different layers of clothing on. And, and it's she's a- very, like, self-protective. And she comes across as like, oh, you're the weirdo that just, yeah. you know, your classmates' parents are forcing them to invite you to stuff. And yeah, that awkward. You're awkward. Word, and yeah. You're weird. And then as the movie progresses, you really learn about her. And for it's the same actress. I forget. Anna. Anya Taylor-Joy. Thank you. From The Witch. Yeah. She is one of the... She is. Like, she's young, but she's one of the best actresses already. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably going to be our next, like, Meryl Streep. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's insanely good. Speaking of insanely good. Yeah, as if... Because... She could carry it on her own. She really could. But 
you also happen to be in a movie with James, James McAvoy. Fucking McAvoy. James McAvoy. <laughs> what do you even say? Okay. How he I feel the same way about his performance in Split that I do with like Tony Collette and Hereditary. Yeah. How mm-hmm. was the recognition not there? Yeah, that's that's how you know awards are bullshit. <laughs> is because <laughs> for that reason alone. Is because like, no but like the best performance we've seen in our lifetime, probably. At least one of them, yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely insane as this guy with split personalities and acts out not just in voice but in mannerisms and dress and everything. All these different characters to a T. So he he acts out nine out of 24 personalities in Split. Yeah. No makeup. Right. Shaved head. Right. And shirtless for some of it. Right. But when he changes personalities, and I remember when we saw it in the theater, it was very like, oh, mm-hmm. not once do you feel like you're watching James McAvoy. You literally, like, you you can actually see yeah. a transformation mm-hmm. from personality to personality. And it is so incredible and so disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so brilliant because... Like you said, he doesn't have a lot to work with. He doesn't, but he doesn't need anything to work with. No. He doesn't need like hair and all those other things because it's all internal. He flips the switch uh, inside of himself and becomes that person. And so it doesn't matter. The costumes that he puts on is not even really for the character. In fact, he'll be in one character while wearing the outfit of another character. So it's like pretending to be that. And so, but you are. It's so brilliant. Just watch. You have to see him do it. It's. Yeah, it's very. It's just. It blows my mind. And the what really is just like the strip down. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not going to change your wardrobe. You're not going to wear a wig when you're Mm -hmm. Priscilla. You're not going to like. You're just going to be you. Yeah. And it's all in your face and your body language. Mm -hmm. And he does it on a dime. Like. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to to ch- to change these characters through a single shot where he'll be one character, no cuts, next character go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. It's, I can only imagine filming those scenes like yeah. Anya filming next to him cuz she interacts with him the most. Yeah. Uh, like or the woman that plays the psychologist right. or the therapist yeah. and uh I can only imagine what it was like filming those scenes and watching him live. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Well, I think Sam Jackson. I was going to say, we're going to talk about it with the next and final one, but I just, I would imagine Mm -hmm. if I was acting across from someone doing that. Yeah. I would probably ruin so many takes because I'd be so like dumbfounded. I'd just be watching mouth agape. Yeah. (laughs) Your line. Huh? What? (laughs) I quit. There's no way I can act next to this. I was watching a movie in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, Split is just... Split is so good. And then the reveal. Because it's not even a twit. It's just a reveal? What? what, Which one are you talking about? Last shot of the movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that... I honestly don't even think about that being part of the movie. Because this movie stands up, like all of his movies, stand yeah. up completely before that. Yeah. Um, 
for me, I think of the reveal as the part where the same as as Unbreakable is like this guy that you have this whole conversation uh, with his kids about the beast is coming, the beast is coming. You're like, that's not going to be real. That's like, can't be a real thing. And then the beast does come and you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) So I I feel like that's the reveal mostly to me. But yeah, then there is the last shot of the movie, which is very insane. and Which is insane. And then I, oh my God. I loved watching this movie for that first time. Mm -hmm. And I'll always be envious of that. Me, yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> that last shot, I remember sitting in my chair and just being like, Yes, <laughs> like, oh my god, I got goosebumps just hearing you describe it. Because, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> <Me> I <too. laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember sitting there and, and hearing them talk about him on the news, and then you, <laughs> and then just the way it's kind of revealed in the way that, <laughs> that Bruce Willis talks about it, uh, yeah, and it's well, like, just. One line, yeah, Mr. Glass. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any idea that that could happen. Me neither. And that was what was so awesome. And that's the kind. Of- Maybe that's also why it feels like he's back here because <laughs> yes. the the twist. Yeah, you got your twist in the the king of twists <laughs> that everybody expects twists. Still snuck one in on us. It, yeah. Just when you thought like, well, it's not, I mean, it is a twist and a reveal. I, yeah. I consider it more of a reveal because it's, mm. it's just like the yeah. next yeah. S- chapter. Twists it's- are like <laughs> something that you thought was happening changed where this isn't that. This is like, no, there's, it's just saying, Hey, there's more. Yeah. Like we're not done. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us. To glass. Yeah. We have to, I mean, you we can't. We kind of had to spoil a little bit. You have to segue into yeah. glass. Yeah, glass. Glass, I'm going to say, I love. Yeah. Not the same as Split. Okay. And not the same as Unbreakable. I think that it's good. Yeah. I think that it did a good job of closing the loop. Yeah. Um, But it's, it, it couldn't stand alone as much. It can't. Well, no, it can't stand alone. It can't stand alone as much. Those movies stand alone so well. Yeah. Even though they're connected, they are their own things. This is like the piece in between, and it needs them for support, I guess. I can see your pride. Now, I personally, Mm. I enjoyed this one more than Split, just because it gave me... Yeah. It confirmed my feelings of Unbreakable. Yeah. Of like... It feels unfinished, and then I got glass and was like, "Yeah, and oh as, my god!" As a comic book fan, <laughs> as a comic book fan, you're always gonna love seeing the the team up, the and, culmination, and the actual and conflict, like, yeah. and these these forces meeting each other, and that it felt very much like a comic book for that. You while at almost, the same time subverting it, like Unbreakable subverted yeah. comic books. It almost feels. You can almost argue. Mm-hmm. That glass, well, the Unbreakable World yeah, might be the most accurate comic book film. Yeah. Because it follows the exact accurate structure. Accurate as in... Like, just the structure of how okay. a comic book is yeah, told, yeah. read. It all, I love glass so much. <laughs> when I rewatched it this week, I was like, 
giddy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's so good. And it's so, like, playful. Yeah. But from the villain side, and that is... Right. God, I love well, villains. Good villains. Are, <laughs> villains are always the best parts. Yeah. Good villains define heroes, um, which is an unbreakable theme and a, just a comic theme. So you, if you don't have a good villain, then nothing matters. The hero doesn't matter. The story right. doesn't matter. You need the villain. The villain carries it. And this and this is all villain. And- yeah, you get like 24, 25 villains, 24 just in one body yeah. and one not. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved Glass. When I watch it, I, I just... And you could even say the doctor... Um, What's her name? Oh, uh... You could even say that... Uh, Sarah so Paulson. 26 villains. Yeah, Sarah Paulson is also kind of a villain <laughs> where she's kind of trying to orchestrate and yeah. control and all this stuff. Yeah, I love Glass. I, I was just... I think good. why I enjoy it so much is because it was... Mm-hmm. It was a great payoff for yeah. me with Unbreakable. Yeah. It, it is a great payoff. I... I realize watching this week that Sarah Paulson's in there yeah. with the, with the with the villains because of M Knight's great use of color. So <laughs> you noticed that, did you? Yeah, I finally noticed it. I didn't so notice it the we, first uh, time. Should we segue and uh do our spoilers part now? We can. We can Because I can. feel like you're going to get into it without I was just gonna to. talk about how the main themes <laughs> of the characters, how Bruce Willis is green right. and Sam Mr. Jackson's Sam purple. Jackson's purple and uh McAvoy Mac- is yellow. McAvoy's yellow and Sarah Paulson is pink. Yeah. Like there's that pink room and she's wearing pink. Well so the faded colors, if you watch the movie and if you notice yeah. the faded pink, you'll notice her world is all faded. And the idea is it's the breakdown of belief. So they wear ah. prominent colors, yeah. And her world is faded because that's where they're going to doubt. I I noticed that's really interesting. I didn't notice that particularly, but it ties okay. into what I did notice, oh, okay. which was at certain points when each character is at their most powerful, their color saturation is the brightest. Yep. And when they're at their weakest, like when uh, uh, Bruce Willis is like trapped in an elevator, he's like very pale green, like yeah. very desaturated um and well when and when they're in the pink Mac- room when mcavoy when he's at his strongest his pants are the brightest yellow yeah. and all this stuff when they're in the pink room uh willis's outfit is like a real faded light green yeah the yellow pants that mcavoy's wearing are they look old and kind right. of faded but sam jackson's <laughs> is still very prominent yeah because he's I, still in control uh, of the yeah because he, he's still there's no doubt to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very good and very true as him as like this mastermind character who's just orchestrating as the puppeteer. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. We should just get it as spoiler. So we're going to go into spoiler. Uh, if you haven't watched any of the movies, yeah. this will probably be the time to. And we'll probably jump around. So there's no telling when we'll jump from yeah. last to success. I can't imagine we'll go in straight order again. No. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't watched them, Go check them out. Yeah. And then come back and come finish back. the episode. If you're not spoiler sensitive, I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get over. Or you've seen them all like we Or have. you've seen them all, then it doesn't matter. But yeah. Uh, spoiler time. We're just going to stick with glass because that was the one that we. Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. <laughs> oh, we're talking about glass. <laughs> <still>. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aliens are allergic to water. Try <laughs> <laughs> to get that out there. So, Glass. Glass has my favorite mm-hmm. twist. Okay. When they announce, like, this is an origin story. Yeah. I... <laughs> Dude, I almost jumped out of the chair in the theater because I was so excited that it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This wasn't the battle. This wasn't even the hero. Right. Well, they they set it up and they set it up to like leaving the hospital and they're like, they set up like there's going to be a big battle downtown. Yeah. The red herring of the building. Yeah. And then they never make it. And you're like, oh, they're just subverting expectations and all this stuff. And yeah, then they get to the payoff of... This is an origin story. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it feels so good. I really liked that. And yeah, with him, with Jackson st- telling his mom, like, it's an origin story, mama. Mm-hmm. And like, you understand at that point, he knew he was going to die right there. Yeah. You know, oh, fuck. Everyone's going to die mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not making it out. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> and just the fact that he has been orchestrating mm-hmm. everything since unbreakable through split right and through his time in the hospital you're like mm-hmm. he might be the best villain ever put on screen he is he's <laughs> phenomenally good <laughs> and and i really loved uh like the way they take down the beast or yeah. mcavoy it's so quick yeah and it's so like oh yeah, it breaks your heart. <laughs> it breaks your heart that they, the the other personalities kind of conspire against him too. For that, right. that that uh, Anya's character is able to to kind of get inside and like get him to get them to she care, like, connect with them. Her power of like drawing out mm-hmm. weakness, yeah, was very oh. And then did you notice when they're in the train station, she's wearing yellow. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. Because she's supposed to end up, like, he's probably never going to make more of these, but... Right. The she's idea kind of the is next that iteration. she's going to be yeah. the next... And I'm like, that that's a frightening Pick villain. Pick up the mantle, basically. Yeah. And that would be a terrifying villain of someone that, like, not only draws out mm-hmm. kind of your weakness... Well, she's just like, as manipulative. Yeah. She's able to manipulate the situation as Mr. Glass was, kind of. Um, but she's able to do it, adapt to her surroundings. Like she, right. that's part of growing up, especially in abuse. Adapt to make everything okay for one thing. When she gets kidnapped by um, by McAvoy, and she's like manipulating Hedwig, manipulating all these different characters. She's adaptable. Yeah, and then uh, with Paulson's character, the Doctor. Yeah. When I was reading stuff, she does have a superpower, and it's control. Okay. And I was watching it because I had read that after watching mm-hmm. it a handful of times back and then rewatching it, knowing like she can manipulate stuff with her mind to make people believe certain things. Yeah. And it was really fun watching it again, knowing that she has a superpower and being like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> she's such a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like she's doing this the entire movie. She's doing <laughs> it to his son. She's doing it to the girl, but it's kind of not working with the girl. Yeah. And it's kind of, <laughs> she's, she's strong enough to not be manipulated. That yeah. Way. Because she can manipulate yeah. things herself. Yeah. Glass, the reveal of it's the origin story. And it, mm-hmm. I was like, 
The comic book lover was just rejoicing. Like, oh my God. I can only imagine (laughs) like a full-fledged superhero M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, I can't imagine it would be a happy one, but... (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Because he didn't give us a happy one with these. Yeah, I love... I love how he does the heroes and does their powers and it's so down to earth and realistic. It's just, it's not over the top powers. It's just a little bit more than normal people. Like Bruce Willis's strength is just a little bit more than normal people. Well, and And, he's got like, and then he has the other thing of not ever being sick, but it's like, yeah. And he's got the heightened like intuition or the visions by touch. Yeah. But even that, they, in Unbreakable and in Glass, they really talk about how he's like, it's more of intuition. It's more of like, yeah, I'll yeah. get a vision, but it's like, there's no 100% yeah. to it. You just. Yeah, it's more of just like a feeling or an instinct or yeah. things that are close enough to what other people have felt that you could be like, yeah, there could be a heightened, more evolved version of that, basically. Right. And he just happens to. Yeah. No, we forgot to do what the order, the watchable order. Oh, uh, we could do that. Do you want to do that now, we or do, do it at now. the end and then you can splice it in before the? We could do it now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're gonna do the top our preferred our preferred watch which, order. Yeah, which ones we like the most? Yeah, and least. Yeah, from least to most. Right, because um, that's how I did it. From least to most. From least to most. I put Airbender last. Yep. After Earth, <laughs> yep. obviously. I put praying with anger at uh, the eleventh one. Okay, and then the happening, uh, wide awake. Okay, glass, lady in the water, split. Okay, the visit, which I might switch those two. Those are close. Um, the village, sixth sense, signs, unbreakable. Unbreakable is my favorite. Signs is so close. Sixth sense <laughs> is so close. <laughs> right. The village is pretty close. So, I only have 12, because okay. I didn't watch Brain yeah. with Anger. <clears throat> so, mine's Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> After Earth. Yeah. Uh, the Happening. The Visit. Lady in the Water. Wide Awake. Split. The Village. Unbreakable. Sixth Sense. Signs is my personal favorite okay. of M. Night's library. Yeah. I just... Can't get over Mel Gibson in that yeah. movie, dude. <laughs> I feel like both of us are gonna get crap for not having Sixth Sense in number one. Everybody loves that one, right? But yeah, I agree. Signs is my number two. Signs is your number one. Could be number one. Unbreakable for me, number one. But it, they're all up there. They're all so. Oh yeah. There's and shades I, of very small shades of difference. On, and the Sixth Sense and Signs really can flip and at any yeah. given moment but signs is just there's something really special about that movie to me mm-hmm. which is we, we can get into it but yeah <laughs> so that's our our watch list yeah back to spoilers <laughs> <laughs> yeah talking about six cents while we're there yeah might as well uh, he's dead he's dead the whole time <laughs> um actually i'm gonna jump between six cents and wide awake cool because they're the same twist. Yes, they are. <laughs> the end of Wide Awake, I'm watching it, and he there's this kid at the at the school he goes to. That's a new kid. He's small like he is, and doesn't talk. Doesn't really talk to him though, and so he kind of goes up and talks to him at the very end, and you realize it's his grandpa as a kid. 
His grandpa, who's dead, reappears as a kid at his school. He's a ghost, basically. <laughs> and you're like, he was dead the whole time. This is the same as Six Sense. <laughs> you just did one as a family comedy drama and one as a horror drama movie. Now, I'm, that's interesting that you took the twist that the kid is a grandpa. You didn't take that? I took it as the kid was God. What? Because he says he's fine. I thought he said that because he's him. No. And that's why he... Well, now that's interesting. I thought they said no, that because, the that's, God. because that was his grandpa and his grandpa went to that school also. His grandpa was small like he is because they have the same genetics. I was connecting all this Okay, time. I see how you're connecting it. Yeah, yeah. I, I took it out. I'm going to have to rewatch it again. I mean, well, maybe, I wanted maybe to. Maybe it again. is God or an angel or something. I didn't take it as an angel. I took it as like... As God. As God. Oh. Presenting itself as a child... Yeah. Kind of as like a, a comfort and to show like, no, I've, I've been here. Because he even says Maybe I'm like. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm stupid. The kid even has that line to him of like, oh, it's the first time you're really seeing me. And he's like, no, I've seen you around. And he goes, no, but you're really seeing me now. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. as he's like, because the kid tells him like, yeah, he's good. He's he's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my friend. Yeah. I forget. Dave. Was that the friend's yeah. name? And he's like, yeah, he'll be cool. And then he walks away and turns around and goes, did you mean grandpa? Uh-huh. And the kid's gone and he's like, oh. Okay. I was like, oh, it was God. Yeah. You're probably right. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I That makes total sense. I thought that when he was asking him or he was saying that you're seeing me for the first time, I thought it was like, you should have recognized me kind of thing. Oh. It's weird I mean, how I think you, it is. It's that? weird how you can interpret it, it, like put your own meaning in it if you yeah. see it from some perspective. What does that say about me that I saw God in that kid? Then I it probably means you're right. I mean that you explaining well, it I to hope me. I'm right just on a film. You explaining it to me, I'm like, yeah, that's actually probably what happened, <laughs> and I wasn't paying close enough attention to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was, I was so sold on it that I didn't even. I didn't even think that he was going to... That kid took it as you're telling me about my friend. Yeah. And I, I was like, no, he's telling you about your grandpa. I'm like, obviously, like, you should well, know yeah, that. Well, yeah, like, I was... Yeah, I had that thought, too, of, like, no, it's your grandpa. He's telling yeah. you your grandpa's fine, because that... I was like, it's God! Yeah. Which, I will say, it was, to me, the mm-hmm. most obvious twist that M. Night has ever given. Oh, really? First time they showed that kid, and he wasn't talking, and he just, like, walks down the hallway. Yeah. I was like, oh, the kid's either going to be an angel or it's going to be God. Yeah. And they'll have like a deep conversation, which I was wrong about because mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah. But- I, I didn't guess the twist, but I did think that that kid was going to be in it more. Like he was going to befriend him because he was it, like. Yeah. I was like, the neat. kid has to serve a purpose. You're not just going to show yeah. this weird blonde. Like there's a new kid that doesn't talk and he's small. You should really bring him into your fold so he doesn't get beat yeah. up by these bullies or whatever. I will, man, watching that kid, like, I loved how they split the movie up with the title cards of, like, yeah. the questions. And the um, different parts of the year. Yeah, and then like, I forget I, what the middle part was. Because the first one was the questions. Yeah. What was the second one? Anyways, and There's, then it ends with, like, the answers. Yeah. And uh, I love that the answers were just the kid, like, maybe I should be a decent human. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe I should just... uh. <laughs> go do something nice yeah <laughs> it was like 
I love that that was the answer yeah. to all of your shit. You learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good, like, lesson movie. It definitely stuck with me, too, because... So there's a part in the movie where he's, like, searching for answers, wants a sign from God that he exists. Yeah. And one of the things is... Um, he wants it to snow like he's like well yeah he's, his, he's told it's supposed to snow and his grandpa had told him like snow is a miracle and he's like no mm-hmm. it's pressure in the atmosphere and clouds and he's like well that's right but there's more yeah it, yeah and then when he opens it, it's like blizzard outside yeah. and i had watched <laughs> that when there was no snow and like we on, if you listen to last week episode there's yeah. no snow out. no there's not and then well now there is. and then i i like went outside after watching the movie and it was snowing i was like oh, it's magic <laughs> <laughs> it's real that's real i i didn't have that thought i did have the thought of watching it uh because i watched it last night before i watched uh airbender okay and there had already been snow yeah you missed the boat you should have watched I did, it the day but before <laughs> watching it last night there were so many moments in that movie i was like mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm being challenged on stuff, and I'm not liking it. This I'm was a movie that I alluded to earlier. Of like, mm, yeah, I don't want you to challenge my thing, like my, my thought process right now. You should mm-hmm. stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable where I am. Which made me laugh that like Signs is my favorite. Yeah, in his library because that movie is very it's all like, about that pro faith and yeah. pro like just being comfortable with it mm-hmm. being an ugly thing. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah. there's something else going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is grandpa's like, no, people need faith. And yeah. Cause it's all his grandpa had that there was the most uncomfortable part for me in the movie was when his best friend, he goes over to visit his best friend and he finds him. Oh, in the closet, in the closet. And he's Did like, you mistake that scene. Yeah. Okay. I, thank I was you. like, this kid's dying. I was like, <laughs> Am I, I thought we were going to get like a My Girl movie all of a sudden. I was like, is his best friend going to die right now? Because <laughs> I, like, I am not ready for what that. What the fuck? I was like, did the kid die? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, did he get abused? And then he died in the closet. And then he's like, yeah. this is when I learned my friend has epilepsy. I'm like, oh, fucking A. Just, just <laughs> I <was> epilepsy. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I wasn't prepared for that moment. <laughs> I was very scared for him and for his friend. And then, yeah, and then did the whole um reveal of oh that there were signs and that's why his friend had headaches all the time right the warning signs of epilepsy are headaches and blurred vision and all the stuff his friend was describing and i was like oh wow i didn't expect this twist mr Shyamalan. what are you <laughs> doing like me? yeah for his like first real <clears throat> hollywood out the gate movie i was like yeah. all right you're hitting us with a lot of shit <laughs> very much some like Man, mm-hmm. anyone who watches Wide Awake now, yeah, like us, yeah, would immediately think of his whole library and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it was it was always there, yeah, from the get go." You're like, "It was." I know what my vision for filmmaking is, and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. Wide Awake was. that twist was. I was like, <laughs> it, yeah, mm. it just made me laugh that it was the same general twist that I thought it was the same general. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just. I don't know. Of, it. But, oh, see, that makes me want to like rewatch it again just to be like, are we interpreting this different ways? Yeah. Or did one of us just miss something? And I'm I'm hoping you. I probably did. I, actually, I'm hoping I missed something. <laughs> So you can be more comfortable with it. But right, that way I'm not arguing like, it's the existence of God, Jake. It just sounds weird what am I to say? me. <laughs> what am I to say? Maybe God does exist in a little boy's body. I 
Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but well, I, I don't even know where you want to go from there. No, I guess I was going to say it tied into Sixth Sense, but now that's out the window. But with Sixth Sense spoilers are he's just... He's dead! Uh, he's dead the whole time. Which I think everybody knows. I knew when I first saw it. Yeah. But it doesn't change the movie. We've already no. talked about well, that. And what, what really makes the Sixth Sense, even with the, the twist, so great are the details like the color red. Yeah. The details like the color red and the details that every scene that Bruce Willis is in, no adults are talking to him. Right. You you watch it the first time and you feel like when he's waiting there with the mom. You feel like you just like showed like, up at the end of a conversation. Yeah, you feel like they just had a conversation and he was waiting for him to get home. Yeah. But then you rewatch and you're like, no, she doesn't acknowledge him at all. She goes off and he, the kid talks to the doctor. And then same with him and his wife at dinner. His wife is giving you body language as if he's, she's, here's what he's saying. And just upset with him. Yeah. But then you rewatch and you're like, no, she's just there having dinner by herself. And she very sadly says happy anniversary at the end of the meal. She's not saying it to jab at him. But no, she doesn't know. That first time watching it, the dinner scene, you really think like, oh, he, missed out on anniversary dinner and she is pissed she says happy anniversary very sad and just kind of like there there's a emptiness to it almost Mm -hmm. and you're like oh he's sleeping on the couch tonight and then the next scene is him in the basement and you're like yeah you're in trouble (laughs) yeah and then yeah with him and the mom the first time i watched it i took that scene as like he had just broken some hey here's Here's what your son's going through. Yeah, here's yeah. what he the signs that he's showing. It could be something bad. Yeah. And she's processing it. To me, that was like, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he told her bad news. And she is. Yeah. Like, I'll make pancakes. I yeah. That's what she says. Well, yeah, just they, like, they go through this whole, uh, I guess, game kind of of, they describe their day, but they describe how they wish it was. She's like, I won the lottery today. Right. And he's like, the kids carried me off the field at the baseball game. I scored the winning touchdown or whatever yeah it's it's very like uplifting as if she is just know that he's and it's like struggling it's uplifting and equally heartbreaking that they're both like it's a fantasy (laughs) yeah right it's uh... darkly uplifting it's like (laughs) it's like this is i mean you're coping yeah but it's almost like not healthy either it's kind of dangerously coping but also what else are you gonna do It's, (laughs) it's so dark it's crazy the more times you watch it, the more obvious that you're like, I should have known this yeah. from like the opening scene. Yeah. Which is the best <laughs> the best twists twists are the ones that sow all the seeds. Yeah. And they pay and they grow and they pay off. And you you should have known they were all there. If you were paying attention, you would have seen it kind of Right. Things. Which most of his movies really have that in yeah. them where you're like and yeah i should have seen that there's also like misdirection like intentional though maybe unintentional misdirection at the very beginning the the student that killed himself that or not student uh the patient, patient patient that kills himself um donnie Wahlberg, which is he has like this hair um like a birthmark that like kind of makes a one part of his hair lighter. Well, it's uh, it's not a birthmark. It's like, it's trauma. So that's a trauma. real thing. Yeah. Where sometimes someone will go through okay. a real traumatic event Yeah, and it can like discolor your hair mm-hmm. and make it white or whatever. Right. Have some physical uh, impact. Yeah. On yeah. your body. And yeah. then him and uh, 
Haley Joel Osment has the same thing. Yeah. And so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this oh, is a flat, like, this is a it's before a, that. Yeah. This is the same kid just as a young kid. <laughs> I thought the two. And so, and so immediately you're like, this is before Bruce Willis is shot. So why would he be dead? He's obviously alive. <laughs> and then you go on in there like, and then he's like, oh, I can help him because I couldn't help the other kid. And you're like, oh, okay, this is after. But it's so far down the road that you've forgotten that he got shot. Right. Well, and then <laughs> at that point, you either forget that he got shot or you're like, he got better. Yeah. And continued, if not invested more yeah. into helping kids out. He's trying to redeem himself. He couldn't help the one out. So yeah. now he's trying to like. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're bought in and convinced that no way could he be dead. Right. <laughs> and, and then they hit you at the ending and you're like, yeah. bastard. Yeah. It's kind of like, you see what you want to see. Kind of like I just did with the kid. And the, Don't say that because then that says that I wanted to see God and that's well, not just the that, case. It's just that whatever your perspective <laughs> is feeds how you interpret things. God damn it. <laughs> You're not helping, Jake. We're going to learn something in this podcast. <laughs> This is a. I think we did watching all of his movies. If anything about M Night Shyamalan, it's about personal growth, and we're going. That to, is true. We're going to grow. That is true. <laughs> when I watched Science again this last time, I definitely when they showed like the mm-hmm. the cross on the wall. Well, when it's gone, yeah. And immediately I was like, "I'm not putting a cross back up. <laughs> Fuck you!" <laughs> like it's not happening. Yeah. And then, dude, that asthma scene in Signs, yeah. where he's got his son, and he's like. Breathing with him. Yeah, but instead of just focusing only on that and he starts doing the, like, I hate you speech, I was like, oh, I can't watch this right now. Like, (laughs) this is, fuck you, M. Night. You're making me, like. (laughs) Yeah. I'm supposed to just enjoy your movies. I shouldn't be having, like, a (laughs) personal, psychological, like. Right. Okay, what do I think? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's great at that. Uh. Well, if we're talking twists, yeah, let's just dive into the village. Yeah, <laughs> I love the village. There are so many times in the village mm-hmm. that you should know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's all of the monsters look like costume monsters. For one thing, the, you they catch look glimpses, costumed. yeah, little glimpses, but even the glimpses, you're like, this is a costume. It looks like a costume. Yeah. And then some of the dialogue from the elders, like yeah. the one that I remember it stuck out to me, mm-hmm. but then I just ignored it because mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I'm watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the one elder says that her, was it her sister or her brother was killed and left in an alley? Yeah. And then they like move on from that. And I that line stuck with me because I was like alleys did they yeah. have alleys back then they must have i'm watching the movie <laughs> You're like, like, how big is your town like we haven't seen any towns right so like okay are there towns somewhere and are there alleys well and they mention like the towns yeah so i i remember that line stuck with me and then i i just wrote it off as like well mm-hmm. they're obviously not a part of yeah any of the they're very other settled towns yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, and then when the reveal of like, yeah, oh no, it's it's 2006 or whatever year it yeah. was like, it's, mo- it's today, huh? it's modern times. <laughs> it was like, I remember when that reveal happened, that line came back to me. I was like, 
fucking knew like something was up. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you're like one of the you're like, you're like her kind of. You're like yeah. somebody, or I guess you're more like Joaquin Phoenix, where he's like, yeah, something is not right. We should, we should just branch out. Yeah, I I love the village so much because the twist is great that it's modern times, but the reason for the twist is the best part. The reason right. for the elders choosing to create this society and and pretend like it's olden times and make everybody grow up away from the world, away from technology, and that they had the means they were just super rich and they bought all this land and they hire like private security to keep yeah. it all keep people out and all this stuff is like so cool and so brilliant as an idea. I love it. Yeah, I love that twist. I love that idea of these people went through heavy trauma and grief mm-hmm. and they resorted to the only thing that they felt was correct, which is seclusion yeah. and like, we're just going to leave this, mm-hmm. like the wickedness behind. Mm-hmm. But what I love the most about the movie mm-hmm. is they choose to continue it. Yeah. I love that they understand they can they come to that understanding of like mm-hmm. we can't fully escape this. Yeah. But Yeah. Well yeah, you're do at, we end it or you're do at we... a, a new crossroads where you're like, we could explore this world we've never known, or we could say know what happened and, and realize that we were lied to, but also realize maybe this is better. Or at least it, we know it, and it's the safe thing to do. Right. And so we're going to just continue down this path and continue the through generations that if, that knowledge will be lost again. And it's yeah, a crazy it, it's a very thing. like it, it's such a unique ending to me because you know she comes back and the last line is I'm here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's with them deciding no, we're going to continue. Yeah, my thought is always just like what it's not a happy ending Mm -hmm. it's not yeah she shows up with the medicine but they've all chosen to continue this Mm -hmm. charade you know or the charade and this lie right out of fear yeah like that's all it is they're just so afraid of the world (laughs) right and they decide to like lean into it and just well this is how we live yeah love that yeah with the village yeah I mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> it has one of my all-time favorite scenes. Okay. It's when Joaquin gets stabbed. Yeah. That yeah. setup yeah. is so amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... You you feel like your air leave your body. It's so, mm-hmm. like, heart-wrenching. Well, not just, like, you feel your air leave. Because, yeah, you see his, like, face kind of twitch. Yeah. And then it pulls, you know, the camera zooms down, you see him pull the blade out, and you're uh-huh. like, oh, <laughs> he's, but he's the main character. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I thought he was the hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but what, what really sets that scene even more atop others, after he falls and Adrian Brody's character is like panicking and yeah. not fully understanding what he just did. Yeah. He's not. He didn't, like, maliciously really do it. I mean, he did it, like, out of anger and, like, impulse, but he's got, like, this... He doesn't have the ability to, like, see consequences of his actions in the future. Yeah. And so he kind of immediately regrets it, I guess. And then doesn't, because then he leans down, 
And there's that sound where he stabs him again, and it makes a thud. <laughs> yeah. That thud, every time I watch it, is to like, oh. <laughs> to like, I felt that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that whole, like, when he gets stabbed. Mm-hmm. It's such an unnerving and just such an emotional scene without yeah being overly emotional. You're just like... Mm-hmm. But it's Joaquin Phoenix. He's supposed to be. He's top bill. Right. He is top bill. We just came from Signs, and he's like <laughs> one of the heroes, if not the hero he ha- of yeah. Signs. He saves the movie, <laughs> saves mankind. Yeah, Village is brilliant. Yeah, and the twist is so much fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have zero issues with it, and anybody who does is wrong. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk uh, one of your favorites: the twist and the visit. Yeah. Yeah. The or the, the reveal slash twist. I'd say it's twisty because you go you're believing that they're her grandparents, grandparents. or the kids' grandparents and the, the mom's parents. And then you find out that these are not the grandparents, these are strangers from an insane asylum. Who are murderers. Who have gotten out and they're ha- a have dimension and B are murderers. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah, like extreme dimension. They talk like, about the uh oh, what is it called? Um uh not sunspotting was that what it was called sunsetting yeah so they talk about like i think grandma has this and you're like grandma does have well yeah that lady does have (laughs) that the lady who you think (laughs) is a grandma she goes crazy at night and and it turns out she's also a murderer yeah (laughs) which can't be a good combination yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) when you and then you realize the like main thing is that the mom Never saw the grandparents on, like, because she'll, like, video call them. Yeah. She'll video call the kids while they're on vacation with their grandparents. But the grandparents are always outside or whatever. And and because they're estranged, she doesn't try to talk to them. She's more like, how's it going? Are you doing okay? Are they weird? Do they smell weird? Yeah. And But then you realize, no, she actually has no idea. Because she's like, who's that? That's grandma. No, nope. that's not grandma. <laughs> well, and like your first huge, I mean, there's a lot of clues. Yeah. But the one that gets me that I'm like, <laughs> it's so, uh, it's almost too obvious mm-hmm. is when the grandma puts the batter over the laptop camera. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I get that. She's like, I spilled some. I don't know what <laughs> you, you kind of write it off. Like mm-hmm. fucking old people. <laughs> yeah. You never <laughs> like, know how to use video cameras right. or computers. And then when you find out that it wasn't the grandparents, it's like, Oh, that was a little intentional. That huh? was, uh, yep. That yeah. was like the, showed you my cards, but you didn't see them. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. And then the, that, the, that neighbor or girl comes to visit. They oh, bring yeah. over like brownies or whatever. And uh, yeah, not there. And then, there's so many little little like clues and hints. And, well, and then when he uh, when they're in the car with the grandpa, mm-hmm. and they see the the hospital, that yeah. the grandparents worked at, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, if I can find my badge, maybe we can visit." And mm-hmm. then there's never a mention uh-huh. again. It's very like I mean, first time viewing it. Even when I watched it this last week, like. Yeah. I know the twist at that point, but I didn't pay any attention to that. And then when they revealed everything again, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, he wouldn't have to find it because yeah. they're just murdered in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the 
people that escaped from this hospital were patients of the actual yeah. grandparents and the grandparents were and i, I loved yeah. how i love the explanation of like they just talked about you a bunch and we just thought it'd be nice <laughs> yeah she always wanted a family. She deserves a family. <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> sweet how, like, the grandpa takes care of the, the grandma, but it's also super demented. And, like, we, when she is sunsetting and she, like, strips down and runs yeah. through the house and, like, screams and bangs against walls, it's the scariest thing. Like, it's scary <laughs> enough being a little kid at your grandparents' house right. with the weird smells and a weird bed and... All of the blankets are always weirdly like thick and and like not as Old. soft. Yeah, everything's just like everything's. It's old from and a different uncomfortable. time. Uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, we live in very comfortable times. They're from like <laughs> the Great War. <laughs> it's not comfortable. <laughs> but yeah, there's something about being there at your grandparents that alone is scary. Yeah. But then I have her screaming and banging around downstairs <laughs> while she's naked, and it's like next level scary. It just can't be good. It just yeah. can't. I I had I don't know how I forgot about it, but I did. And when it happened again, I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> but the old man, yeah, slamming his diaper, diaper into the kid's face, like yeah. the kid annoyed me. Yeah, he didn't. Deserve he didn't that. deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the diaper stuff is gross, but yeah, it does end up in his face, and it's very. It gets you. It sh- cuts you off guard every time. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> you don't like germs, do you? Bam! I'm like, <laughs> Not cool, old man. <laughs> I do really like, because it's a handheld film. Yeah. And those are 90%, if not 99% found footage. Yeah. This one's not. This one is her <laughs> actual documentary. <laughs> yeah. They kept, she kept it. They yeah. all get out of it. And yeah, she just kept the footage because she's trying to make a, a interview her grandparents and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this was, here's here's everything that my brother filmed and we filmed and I filmed. and She even, like, I laughed. And I'm glad that uh, M. Night Shyamalan released this as, like, the mixture of comedic horror. Yeah. I think it worked really well yeah, as comedic yeah. horror. But she talks about it. It's real quick. And you forget about it. Mm-hmm. I think you even forget about it even when it comes back. But the ironic music where she plays like mm-hmm. happy music over something not. Yeah. And then it comes back at the end. And <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is this playing? <laughs> if you forget about that, you'll hate it. But if you remember that moment or like you rem- yeah. keep it in your thought. I loved it. It's like so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome that yeah. he literally made sure to put the ironic music score into the movie. Yeah, it's a good. It's a really good callback to that. Yeah, the visit was. It, it was a lot of fun watching it again. I yeah. really did. I'm really glad you it. liked it. I was nervous when you said you didn't like it at first. I, I know you were. I thought that that couldn't be true. <laughs> I mean, I just. I don't know. Maybe that first time I was, I, you know, I think I had seen After Earth before I watched The Visit. Okay. That first time. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I was just kind of like, like on a break with M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was like, "Mm, (laughs) we had good times, but Mm -hmm. 
You, you did me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready to take him back. That's okay. That's acceptable. So what? I mean, what split, haven't we talked about? Oh, we split. haven't talked split. Yeah. Um, split. Yeah. To me, it's more of a reveal because it. It's just like the next chapter. It's not. It's. I mean, it's the in between story of Unbreakable and Glass. Yeah. So to me, like when they reveal Bruce Willis at the end, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a setup. Like it, it's yeah, a, a very exciting setup. Yeah, but yeah, I don't take that as like the twist. I don't take it as the yeah because it's just yeah. Oh, this is one giant story. That's a good point. If it was, if this was a Marvel movie, it would be a post credit scene or a mid credit scene yeah. where it's just a setup for the next thing. It's not. But he put it at the very end of the movie before the credits so that everybody saw it. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. It is, I, it is I, more of just a, but wait, there's more kind of thing. <laughs> right. And I, I did have a thought. I think I even put it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, shut up. <laughs> when it comes to Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Now, we did mention Unbreakable and Split, you can watch as like standalone films. Right. I really feel, though... You have to watch all three back yeah. to back because yeah. it's just one giant story. Right. And especially with knowing that it's the origin story, you're like, yeah, I have to have the whole thing because it's one. Mm-hmm. So like this is one book or one issue of a comic then. Right. <laughs> like this, yeah. this is limited edition number one. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of Sam Jackson's comic. Limited book. edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's very true i think that that's it it benefits a lot from watching them back to back and yeah because you you it ties things together not just the obvious story elements but details and just different threads from the earlier movies all get woven into the end yeah but split oh my god dude yeah splits the split is splits unbelievably good it's one of those movies that kind of like watch walking out of it, I was like, "Yeah, we, I mean, we we saw it. Yeah, it was just it. like it's <laughs> it it scared me how good it was. Kind of <laughs> like I couldn't believe that all those you got those that many great performances out of that many different people. Usually, it's you know one good standout actor, but here you have two massive leads between." Uh, Anya Taylor Joy and Chase McAvoy, and but then all of those supporting people were all great as well. And then you wrap all of that in a great story of great characters and everything. Yeah. It's just it's a perfect movie. It, it's There's so nothing good. wrong with it at and all. And it's it's one of the movie like I genuinely feel it's one of the most disturbing movies I've yeah. ever watched because of the content of like. Kevin Crumb was abused by his mom. And, yeah. And uh, what's her name? I forget her character's name, but Anya's character yeah. is abused by her uncle. And to me, like, when it's all said and done after she's discovered and rescued mm-hmm. and the cop opens the door and she's like, hey, your uncle's ready for you. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Like, fuck. <laughs> I thought we went through all this. <laughs> right. I was <laughs> like, oh, that's. Because I, in my head, I mean, they have the, like, funeral scene where he tells her, you're going to come home with me now. Yeah, when her dad dies and she goes home with her uncle, I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. 
Not cool. But for some reason, I like I. I don't. I don't know if it's just something in the movie or if my brain was like, we don't like that, so we're not going to think mm-hmm. of it. I had forgotten that she had lived with her uncle oh. until the cop tells her, like, your uncle's ready for you. And you're like, he's back. I was like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> like, I had genuinely you hoped. You had experienced the trauma and compartmentalized it away <laughs> like she did. Right. I was like, I had rooted that she had, like, gotten out of that. And yeah. was, like, at least in a foster home. Yeah. And, you know. Mm-hmm was trying to find a way to live life and then she goes through being abducted but then like your uncle's ready for you no you're still experiencing it but that like that zoom in close up it's a real slow yeah like just shot of her she has the ever the subtlety of her like mm-hmm. head shake you mm-hmm. you almost don't see it yeah but you you feel it you feel that because you've gone through everything with her so far you know you have the strength now to get out of it. Right. Like you, you're not, you, yes, you're still in that situation. It's not over, but you're not the same person you were like when this started. Yeah. Which is only like what, a couple days worth yeah. or, or six days worth or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which when in glass, you find out that she's in a foster mm-hmm. home with a loving family. <laughs> Every time I watch, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh. Oh. That guy got guillotined. <laughs> like, putting the wood chipper. That guy. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and then you find out that she was in the zoo the whole time. Yeah. Like I just like all the details of the sets and everything in that movie. It's it's so cool. And how again, like there's a lot of stuff in the the background. Yeah. That you should know, kind of like mm-hmm. oh. Oh, they're they're somewhere public. They're just like mm-hmm. down a level. Yeah, and speaking of background, I didn't realize until this week that the whole his whole space that he sets up for them mm-hmm. has mer- multiple personalities, like he does. Yeah, there's a wall that's like all rock, and a wall that's all drywall, and a wall that's wood, and the bathrooms all like white porcelain all clean and everything so it's not a normal space the way that m night set up the sets is it it reflects the characters within them and there's yeah whoever was like setting up the room or setting up the area and there's like there's always like he always does great things with like juxtapositions of clean and dirty or color and like it's just he's a brilliant brilliant guy (laughs) i think it's safe to say yeah we're fans. You could say that. <laughs> Minus the two that I still argue don't count as his. Yeah. Considering mm-hmm. all the bullshit that was going on during production. Right. Yeah. And blame Will Smith. I do blame Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith and his Scientology. Hey, what is it about Scientologists making weird movies? <laughs> so Battlefield Earth is also like a like a john travolta movie it it is a john and that one's straight about scientology yeah well i guess well it's it's about like they're also always sci-fi movies mm -hmm. which makes sense because scientology is like a sci-fi book or l ron hubbin wrote wrote sci-fi novels anyway moving on um (laughs) (laughs) we were going to talk a little bit briefly at the end here about uh kind of the honorable mentions of m night the other oh yeah the, the other things he's been attached to which is not a lot. Not a lot. He wrote the story for Devil. Which and 
and uh, didn't direct it or actually write it. But no, he just had the story for it. Yeah, I love Devil. Devil's a cool movie. That's a fun movie. It's uh and it you can see his hand on it where the concept is solid. Mm-hmm. It, even though he didn't make most of the movie, the M Night concept and idea works and it's cool like what he I think what makes that does. movie work is that the screenwriter kept mm. like the M Night uh appeal to it or the yeah the tools of M Night with the heavy concentration on the cop whose family were killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, all that was left at the scene was like a I'm sorry note written on a receiver <laughs> or no on a coupon. Right. That very much feels like yeah well that's m night and that's gonna keep coming up (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it it does it's the same family (laughs) the personal crisis and family crisis situation yeah and and it just happens to be that the devil has taken human form by one of these people Mm. in an elevator and everyone on the elevator is kind of a piece of shit yeah could be anybody (laughs) right and (laughs) the devil's just there to be like I gotta take and punish all of you, so yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, devil's gonna do what the devil's gonna do. Yeah, I really enjoy Devil. Uh, I noticed something rewatching it, though. I didn't have to rewatch it; I just wanted to because yeah. it's a fun movie. One of the opening like things when they show the production logos, yeah, is called the Night Chronicles, and then yeah. it puts on a giant number one. I, I read something about that where are the rest of the chronicles i read something about i should probably look it up more i'm gonna speak out of turn but i read something about there are supposed to be three of them i don't know if it's given up on and failed or if there's just more to come i hope there's more to come and i hope they unless he's kind of turned that towards i know he's been doing like uh He's got a show on Apple TV. Yeah, Servant. And he's got... Which um, he didn't... He directed like three episodes. I don't think he wrote or created. He just okay. produced it. Oh, and then he's... But he directed three episodes of it. He must have directed an episode or two of Wayward Pines, which I never watched. He did. But that was like I think he was more show. responsible for getting Wayward Pines created on Fox. Okay. That was an interesting show. It was cool. Um, kind of about... Kind of a village where it's about a... a town of people that are kind of secluded and there's these things in the forest kind of monsters in the forest and okay. there's a weird like government conspiracy it was a cool show i remember right. liking it and then i know he uh he was like rebooting uh tales from the crypt but i don't know what yeah. ever happened with that or if he did i think he actually did oh, but I they thought... only did like one season oh, okay huh i'll have to look into if that's but real I, I, yeah i liked the old show with the crypt keeper, the crypt keeper. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he uh I don't, don't know if you know that he wrote Stuart Little. <laughs> I almost rewatched Stuart Did Little. You? I haven't watched it since I was a little kid. I haven't either. But I was tempted to watch it. Yeah. But then I didn't. But <laughs> He wrote Stuart Little and then he ghost wrote uh, She's All That. Yeah, really? She, yeah, she, She's All That. Somebody else, I forget who, somebody else wrote She's All That and then he was brought in to like rewrite it. Okay. And... Uh, they kept some of the original stuff, but apparently he rewrote a lot of it. Okay. And so, yeah, he's an uncredited rewrite of She's All oh, That. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that's fun. Now right? I kind of feel like I need to watch She's All That. I mean, it's a fun movie. I like She's All That. It's a good uh, 90s romp. 90s, right? 
<laughs> Early yeah. 2000s, probably. Uh, I guess. It was 99. There you go. Right on the cusp. Yep. Yeah, and then he has two more movies coming out. One called Old, which I don't know anything about, which well, is supposed to come out next year. It's an M. Night movie. We're not supposed to really know. That's true. And then one apparently called Labor of Love, which is going to be a couple years after that. Oh. It's just announced. I, I think... Um, he does it every two years, basically, on average. He's on a, on a schedule, Jake. Yep. I would say for M. Night, not that he listens to our shows, but <laughs> if by some... M. Night, I love you if you're out there. Chance. Yeah, we're fans. Don't give up on yourself. Yeah. You're the best. Tell Paramount to fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's... Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> looking at, like, most directors, like... Um, Tarantino's been in Miramax forever. Most directors will you like stay with a certain studio. Yeah, he's had a lot of different distribution like he has. through all of his movies. It's kind of crazy. He needs to just stick with his Blinding Edge productions yeah, just and him. like yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then get some dumb money from people that don't care what he does. Just right, right. Him. Uh, I would also, I mean, for him and for like just movie fans in general, M Night's movies are a perfect example of why you shouldn't watch trailers. Yeah. Or when Hollywood makes trailers, they should really only make teasers. Only teasers. Only ever yeah, teasers. Don't show anything. Yeah. Don't just you tease it mm-hmm. and you leave it. Right. And his movies are a great example of why you need <laughs> to only do that because mm-hmm. he's had some good movies that were marketed horribly yeah or incorrectly i should yeah say inaccurately yeah and then they get <laughs> dumped on but yeah we're fans so that's m night that's m night Shyamalan. he's one that i've wanted to talk about since the very beginning of starting yep. this show and never made it on any of our early lists right and then like tarantino didn't make it on any of our early lists and then we did get to talk about him in the horror episode but he needed a whole episode. Right. Well, I, And he's made a lot of movies. I, I was also kind of purposefully not putting his movies on. Yeah. Because you and I early on had talked about, like, we should probably have a lot like Tarantino. Yeah. Like, his own thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like Tarantino, he's kind of a genre to himself. Yeah. Like, he'll... It's interesting, his, like, style is not as stylized, but it also is i mean he uses it's not like fincher or whatever where you're like watching just a scene and you're like did fincher do this <laughs> right <laughs> um, but yeah it's he's still i don't know he's got all the tools he knows all he the does. things he knows <laughs> he knows all the color the music the sound the shots he's perfect and i mean the dude just i get i have so much respect for m night because he's so invested in original story yes he's so invested in just i have an idea I'm going to make it. Right. Which is probably why, like, he keeps making these movies of personal drama, like mm-hmm. The Village. I literally just quoted The Village. <laughs> yeah. I've got an idea. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's how he mm-hmm. tries to sell every script he writes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And he's lucky that he has generally interesting ideas. Yeah. New ideas, yeah. too. And I do think his movies over time. Mm-hmm. will probably get rewatched and i actually kind of think the more. ones that are less liked now will probably be the more liked sometime the down the road yeah especially the happening 
It's not I as, really, yeah, I think the happening's going to grow up. It's not as bad as people think. No. You should rewatch it. Especially knowing that they were purposely trying yeah. to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, he's trying to make a B-horror movie. B movie. Yeah, it's like, and it has those elements. It just doesn't wink about it as much. But older ones didn't either. Right. It's like not a not a satire or a farce. It's I mean, Reefer Madness took sincere, itself completely serious, yeah. and that movie is ridiculous. It's sincere. It's on the audience to go. This is this part's funny. This part's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg playing a science teacher, yeah. and he wears yeah. long sleeves the entire movie, which I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't show your biceps, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't take his shirt off at all. At all. It's very disappointing. <laughs> so that's M night. Uh send us your like watchable of yeah. his library. Like, I know that lots of people must have opinions about what's good and what's I not good. I would imagine. Let us know. And let us know why Last Airbender didn't work, because I don't know enough about what the original show, what you did. Man, like. I feel like you just opened up a floodgate. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> Paraphrase okay. yeah, what made Give it me fail. just a couple of things, <laughs> because most of it I'm not going to care about. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. We say that, because <laughs> I agree. But then I have to remind myself and you yeah. that when it comes to like batman films or dc films yeah you and i or wrestling <laughs> or wrestling we get passionate about yeah. some of this stuff so i i feel the fans of the source material for last airbender i feel mm. their pain because we've had to endure it before yeah. if i tried to explain to you when hulk hogan turned heel on macho man randy savage nobody else would care <laughs> <laughs> but you will i will <laughs> join this form the nwo join the outsiders why would he do that all right so, so leave M. us some message <laughs> <laughs> no we're past that uh, thank you for listening yep thank you everyone find us on social media at movie boners and go to movieboners.com and you can see i'll post this yeah. order of stuff obviously you know all of his movies because um, it's on mdb yep but yeah thank you for listening yeah, listen we appreciate you comment share please yep. share share yeah. everything let your friends know yeah that this is a funny fun time and they can be our friends like you are that's right and thank you to the 11 countries that so it's are more listening. than 11 oh okay we had our spotify our year-end wrap-up right and that was just spotify oh so on uh anchor which is where our podcast goes to and then they send it to spotify and itunes oh that's right like our, our home base and everything yeah so we're on like 10 different podcast platforms but I just uploaded once. But they keep track of like metrics for a bunch of places. And I think that in total, it was like 16, 17 countries All right. that we've had plays in. Well, yeah. thank you to the 16, 17 countries. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't prepared for you to ask me. I, <laughs> I don't know. know exactly. Well, thank you. I mean, truthfully. Yes. Jen, like, thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate <laughs> you guys it. rock. It's a lot of fun and we appreciate just hearing from you, seeing yeah. what movies you like and all that stuff. Yeah. So keep watching movies because they're good for you. Yep. Yay. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, you will.